here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? Just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my den. He's just Makazi now. He's not okay, so so Makazi. He's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's a boy. Ten years he's a later, man. He's a man. Man, Makazi. Are you ready? He got PWS superstar Brian Buck, <laughs> and he was gone in two minutes. <laughs> In go Bernalis. In Bernalis. In go Bernalis. You're missing a B there, but that's. There's a B. This is what I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like no. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Cringe. Who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Craig, alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, we have a lot to talk this about This is today. ridiculous. Every week we do this show now, and, this, and there's, yeah, like, there's 9,000 topics to cover. And not only that, there, there's, there's a million topics to cover, and then literally right before we start the record, enormous news seems to break <laughs> every single Or immediately after. It's either immediately after we record or immediately before, which kind of... I got to be completely honest. Last week we did the show. Big news, big news broke. Big news. I'm, I'm big news. That's me. Uh, big news broke literally minutes after we hung up the, uh, the the virtual phone. I don't even remember what that news was anymore. I really don't remember because, oh, yeah. what was because that? so much um, has happened since. Thursday. What the hell happened Thursday? Because I remember us being like, well, that show was worthless. Like we just completely. Yeah, it's was like we can't talk oh, was about it a week later. Was it Nakamura's shoulder or no? No, he didn't. no we knew about that. No, that was uh, what the hell? No, no was you mean Thursday? Tanahashi's shoulder. 
Or Tanahashi. Uh, that was later in the week. This is what I'm saying. I legitimately. What the hell was Thursday? No, something big happened. But what was I know, Rich, and I can't even remember what it was because <laughs> so much shit then happens that we I forgot about. And that was huge news. Whatever it was, it was huge news. Was it AJ Styles? Something related to AJ Styles? No, it couldn't have been. I don't remember anymore. What the hell happened on Thursday? <laughs> this isn't good. You think, we should probably remember what happened. Do you think but... we're going to think of it? At some point during the, these three hours. Uh, well, I'll be looking for it constantly throughout these three hours. So, yes. But, so when, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm bl- when uh, I'm blabbering on about pro wrestling Noah, you're going to be looking this up. And, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually looking it up now. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. But uh, let's. Well, I see. sent out a tweet just right after the podcast ended. And I said, great. Next week, you'll get our week old takes on this story. And I can't remember yeah. what the story was. <laughs> I don't remember. And I know it was a big one. Yeah, it was. What the hell was and it? the big okay. one that just broke literally set like rich not even a minute like yeah i i was calling you and i went oh no <laughs> like, at the nxt tapings they announce shinsuke nakamura versus Sami Zayn for the takeover show in dallas so again enormous news not even waiting for the body to be cold in new japan they just announced them for a match uh for wrestlemania weekend right off the bat and it's a huge one i mean it's a huge match now, austin aries was that it last thursday was, it was that big enough? I don't think that was it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that no, was it. Okay. Well, that happened since then. That, so. that did. Indeed, it did. But there was something else, and I can't remember what the hell it was. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, Whatever. <laughs> so, we got to do a daily show. So, you know what? Somebody pay us $50,000, and we'll do a daily show, and then we'll never be uh, late on any news. Or I do you hope know. you mean each. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. I'm not yeah. chopping up 50. No, 25. No, I okay. no, I can't. I can't eat on that. You know, I it's you know, I I might be cutting no fifty k each, of course. Okay, I mean, you know, I might be cutting the HBO for the fifty grand each too. But I'm saying, I mean, I, just, you know, but I mean, we're talking about wrestling. We'll we'll supplement it with exactly. some other stuff. Exactly. If, if you want to give me fifty grand a year, I can make I can I'll I'll I'll, I'll make that happen. Right. Uh, you know, I'll cut. I don't need nine HBOs. I don't watch. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a three bedroom house. I can make it happen. Um, I live alone, Rich. In case you haven't noticed. I have and, and dolefully alone. Um, <laughs> but yes, you have me. You have all of our community, our, our big uh, glob of fans. I mean, come on. I do. I do. And they're all so nice, aren't they? There are. Yeah, they, they just love wrestling. They love supporting this website. They love doing all this stuff. You know, rich. Forty percent of them hate my guts. Well, yeah, but just see the vitriol I deal with uh, in my emails and, uh, you know, the one or two- they used to email me, and now I think they, they just go direct to you, which is fantastic. I think I would always be like, "I hey, just email him over here." <laughs> for a while, it, like I, I think, because in our contact page, it just went to my email. Like I had an email that went to me, and then I think recently we we've or, or you know in the last year or so we put up everybody's emails on there. So if they want to just uh, air a grievance directly to you, it's very easy to do that now. So that's that's good. We need that. So I'm uh, I'm going to Dallas. You're you're getting married. You will not be uh, you'll, you'll be on some goofy beach. I think in I'm, South I'm not too sure about that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Are you <laughs> getting married sure that weekend? No, the weekend before. But oh, right. So you're going on a honeymoon? Uh, no, no. So there's no honeymoon. No. There you go. But tell, sell around Dallas. It's perfect. <laughs> Say, look, you got to see Dallas. Google Dallas. Find the. I got to like- see. Dallas. I don't. I don't have to see Dallas. She knows that. <laughs> She's not dumb. She knows. Dallas. Listen, listen, sell around Dallas. Dallas. Listen, just Google Dallas. Find a you know hokey 
museums or something. Tell her she's got to see these museums. But what hokey museum is in Dallas? I, I don't know. I bet you there's some. I bet if you Google Dallas museums, there's some goofy museums. Dallas museums. Dallas. Okay. She, well, we'll do that right she now. likes museums, right? Everybody. Who is yeah, like well, I, I spilled the beans that it might be in uh, Orlando next year, and she has never been to Disney World, so, you know, I might have to do What's that. What's wrong with you? You're going to spend half the time in Disney World. No. I'll just drop her off one day. I don't know. I, I, I didn't I didn't think that that's how she would take it, but she was like, oh, that's where Disney World's at. And I was like, ah. Now you put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> it's in Minneapolis next year, isn't it? No, that, that's that's since been sort of – I was hoping so because that, that'd be great because, A, she doesn't want to go to that, so she'll just let me go on my own or whatever. But, uh, no, apparently uh, Dallas or uh, Minneapolis is out. Here, here are your uh, Dallas area museums. So you have the Dallas Museum of Art. Eh. Oh, what kind of uh, – pro- girls love art. No. Nah, she's she's on the fan. Perot Museum of Nature and Science. Girls love nature and science. That one that one could work. Uh, the Dallas Holocaust Museum, probably not. Listen, that one. Will... Girls love the Holocaust. That's <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, the Frontiers of Flight Museum. That well, one's well, woman doesn't enjoy flight. Yeah, I'm into that one. Uh, the African American Museum. She is very cultured, so she'll, uh, she'll listen, love that one. Like... Oh, there's the Women's Museum. There we the go. Women's Museum. Look at this. Drop her off there. Does she enjoy the rap music? Uh, she likes rap. Like yeah. the African American Museum too. See, it's all working out. It's all working out. I don't, I feel like that's not filled with rap. She likes I don't the hip hop, right? Is she, yeah. Does she like like Denzel Washington movie? <laughs> Is she a big fan of Regina King or something I like that? I feel like that's not what's in this museum. Well, it's African American Museum. So it's just it, it's just Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, and Denzel Washington. I don't know. Those are all African Americans, right? I mean, they are, but <laughs> hip hop's a big part of African American culture. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you're underselling Regina King as an actress. That's for sure. So I think that you know that there's yeah. there's a lot. Oh, it's celebrating 40 years this year too. Perfect. 40 years of the African American Museum. Then she could skip over to the Women's Museum. This is perfect. This is perfect. You bring her to Dallas. You send her off on her little you know museum exhibits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although Gargano being in NXT will help. Uh, at least I can go because she's she's deeply in love with Johnny she Gargano. Got the hots so that, for Gargano. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I walked away once. I was at an AEW show. Um, and she's like, you know, I, I dragged her there and she's like, ah, oh, this is stupid or whatever. Like she was, she was having fun with it or whatever. So I went to the bathroom, I come back and she goes, who is that? And I was like, wow, do I want to tell you? I was like, Johnny Gargano. And then if you put him in, and then I showed her, I showed her Candace and she was like, oh, she's cuter than me. So if you, if you put Gargano in doctor scrubs, you're just, you're done. Oh, I'd be done. Yeah. Just, Cause I'd that's watch. her gimmick, right? She likes doctors. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She, she's into the doctors and she's into the Gargano. So mm-hmm. if Gargano ever takes on like a doctor gimmick. The abs, yeah, the abs help too. I mean, you're really fit. Like Finn Balor works for her too, so big abs fan. Unfortunately, I don't have abs, so I don't know if she works for Finn. Balor, <laughs> I like pizza, but, so yeah. Uh, okay, we got too much to talk about. What the hell? Are we yeah, doing? we really do. I'll sell her on Dallas. This will help. I will tell I her to listen. listen the women's first. museum. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know? I'll have her listen the first ten minutes of this, and then I think I think we'll be off. To I, Dallas. Who the hell would go to a Holocaust? That's depressing. Why would you want to walk to yeah. a Holocaust? Even if you would like, yeah, because like, I love history, but like that's not one that you really. That's got to be an awful museum, just like like just to go to that. Like that's all that's in that museum is like that. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's not just like a display where you're like, oh, ooh, oh, this is interesting. You're like, okay, here we go. Like, little museum, you, you, you know, you want to, yeah, you understand. Museum of genocide, yes. A little fun, hey. you know. Here, here, here's how six million deaths occurred. Yeah, here are a bunch of teeth. We don't know who they're from because they were burned. Yes, like, oh, terrible. Great. I mean, that's like, awful. oh, fantastic. Keep- well, speaking of things that aren't awful, Joe. Um, Good little segue to some uh, stuff we have to do here. Uh, OtterBox. We talked about it last week. You threw your phone. I bought a new iPhone. I got an iPhone 6S. And, of course, I got the OtterBox because, come on, I don't want to drop this thing. I don't want to break it. You get 50% off. 
iPhone or Galaxy cases, otterbox.com right now. Voicewrestling.com slash otterbox helps us out. Helps you out. Everybody gets helped out. Also, WWE Shop, they have a bunch of really good deals going on as well for the next two days. Uh, and if you uh, if you make your order over $70, which isn't hard, you buy you know your Sami Zayn shirt, your Shinsuke Nakamura shirt, which will probably be up there in, in, in a few days. AJ Styles already got a goddamn shirt. Kevin Owens has a new one. There's all that good stuff there. Uh, you use uh, code WWESAVE10 at voicewrestling.com slash WWESHOP. You get $10 off an order of $70 or more. So you cannot beat that because I guarantee you you're going to spend more than $70. There's too many guys coming in. You got to buy all their shirts, right? You got to show that Vince Jr. that you love AJ Styles. You buy a shirt. That's how you do it. Worked for Kevin Owens, remember? It did work for Kevin Owens. That shirt flew off the shelves when he first came. Flew off the shelves. The style shirt sold out in one night, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Isn't it like it's like out of stock until February? Well, that's why you got to get it now. Well, and, unless, you're like, it now, unless you're like youth medium, you can't get the shirt. You know, like like it's just the weird sizes. I think. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of our listeners are not youth medium. but Probably not. I hope <laughs> to God there's no youths listening to this. Yeah, also, I don't mean that to be like I'm not fat shaming anybody. I'm just like I hope to God there's no I'll tell you what, though. I've been behaving myself the last few weeks on this show. You have, yeah. It's a whole new Lanza. This year, a new uh, new year, new Lanza. I like Maybe. it. Maybe. I'm liable to go off at any time. That's true. Um, but it's all been happy topics. There's been nothing to really get upset about. That's Maybe because, we're Rich, I'm going to tell you why. Because wrestling is objectively great. And I'm tired of people shitting on <laughs> wrestling. How great has wrestling been in 2016? It was great in 2015, it though, was. where we're doing our match of the year right now, and everyone's popping up going, oh, my God, I forgot about this match. Oh, this match is so good. Okay. Like, yes, we have 100 matches. And like, and we have 199 matches that got voted for. I, you know, objectively kind of going through that list of ones that I've seen, and I've seen a majority of them, I would say almost, I would call probably about 180 of them or so, like, really, like, like very good matches. You know what I mean? I completely agree. Like that, there's almost and and there's only a few really. I mean, I I could even make it 190 maybe of ones that I go, ah, that match was just okay. Or, ah, I don't know if that was like match of the year worthy or whatever. The rest of them, I mean, there's like 200 legit matches that I'm like, yes, that you know what, yeah, that's fine. Like we're we're doing the countdown now, and there's matches getting first place votes that finish 60th or whatever. Right. It's it's insane. It insane. Like it, it's it's crazy. What a good year 2015. And there are, and some of the matches on there that aren't of match of the year quality in my opinion were voted on because people just thought they were really fucking fun like sting versus triple h at wrestlemania yeah, yeah right like whoever voted for that and i don't remember who it was but and it doesn't even matter the person who voted for that match didn't vote for that match because they thought it was one of the best bell to bell matches of the year they voted for it because it was really fucking fun to them you know what i mean so yeah oh it's Sting Seth rounds is the same one as well yes. i know that got like I, I think that finished on someone's belt like second or something like that and i i agree i mean at the time that was one of my most fun matches of the year because it was like oh my god sting and then like oh my god sting's like working like a goddamn like wrecking ball like we haven't seen ever in his career and he's you know pushing 50 or whatever he's over 50 and he's he's doing that and they're like yeah that's not a, 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 one of the best matches of the year but when you talk about fun entertainment level yeah i, I see that one and that, and that one was left off of a ton of people's ballots but i remember at the time people going nuts so there's just so much stuff this last year and there's already so much stuff this year we're, we're what 27 days into january and it's like it, it's already insane like my head's already spinning of all the stuff that's happened and all the good matches we've had already as well it's it's, it's just crazy a tremendous weekend just passed i didn't catch any of the evolve did you catch any of the evolve I have not. I haven't even caught up to those yet. People, People are raving, raving about, about the Evolve. <laughs> the Royal Rumble, I thought, was a good show. We're going to break that down. Yeah. The Fantastic Mania stuff was great. We got Noah coming up this weekend. Big Noah show, which could have ripple effects uh, in, in several different companies. We'll get to that. And WrestleMania weekend sounds like it's going to be bananas. Rich, I'm going to WrestleMania weekend. I'm going with no tickets in hand. I'm going with <laughs> no hotel room. I'm going, I'm going Elias Sampson style. I'm going to be the drifter. I'm just showing up in Dallas. 
and I'm going where the wind takes me. I don't know where I'm going to pop up. I don't know where I'm going to sleep. I don't know how I'm going to get into these shows, but I think that's part of the fun. I think that's part of the fun. And you, sir, would rather get married. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. To be fair, I was very upset when she chose the state. So it, uh, I know you were. It makes I you feel better. <laughs> I was like, she's like, she, she just came. She was like very happy. She's like, all right, book the place. I'm like, all right, cool. Where? <laughs> or like, when? And it was like that. I was like, <sighs> that's her st- sticking it to you for the first time. Yeah, well, that's you fair. Got a I mean, lifetime I do of her sticking it to you in front of you. You know. Yeah, I mean, I do watch a lot of wrestling, though. I, I really um, do. Yeah, I, you, you watch you watch more like, wrestling than you even want to watch. Yeah, I know that I, I do. do. This, I, I, like, I don't want to watch all the wrestling I watch. But we have a responsibility to the listener, Rich. Exactly. And, and we, we got to watch all this, this wrestling. Um, listen, there's a lot to talk about. But first, Rich, we should probably uh, give out the first trivia question Ooh. for the Lucha Underground autograph poster giveaway. Now, am I eligible to this or no? You are not. Okay. Right. If you are an employee, paid or otherwise, <laughs> mostly unpaid, yeah, I was going to say, so who's our paid employee? <laughs> if you are paid or – hey, listen, hey, some of them have received some funds. That's true. You're right. Okay, they're not flying to the Bahamas with those funds, all right? They're not coming to Dallas with those funds. But if, you're, if, if you work for Voices of Wrestling, if you have a byline on Voices of Wrestling or if you're one of those back-ender stat nerds like Josh Engelman or something, if you're one of those guys, you cannot enter. But in conjunction with Lucha Underground, we are running a giveaway, Rich. I don't know if we can legally call it a contest because then we have to have all kinds of rules and regulations. It's a giveaway. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, so, yeah so we are running right. a giveaway in conjunction. This is, a, this is an official tie-in with Lucha Underground. They will be the ones sending these. We're not sending anything. It's getting sent from Lucha Underground, from, from, from the fucking temple. It's not. Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto is putting Dario Cueto is, is pen to pad to send it to you. So. Absolutely. He's got his pen ready, and he's ready to write out your address. Here's how it works. You follow our Twitter feed. We already put one of the tweets out earlier tonight. You retweet those tweets. You're entered. You will be randomly selected. We'll use a random number generator, and we'll have somebody fine and upstanding like Joe Gagne do it, more than likely, mm-hmm. since everybody trusts Joe Gagne. And uh, there will be two more tweets sometime later this week. There's nine total posters, so three of them will give, be given away on our Twitter feed for retweeting our, our designated tweets. Three of them are going to be given away on this show, Rich, tonight. Three Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast trivia questions, which are questions that are designed to reward the longtime listener. But all three, the answers to all three questions can also be researched if you are a new listener listening for the first time who's trying to win one of the posters. So do not feel left out. You can research it and find the answers to any of these questions. But... We are admittedly giving an edge to our longtime listeners because why not, Rich? Yeah, exactly. Why not give an edge to the people who have been here all along? There will be three trivia questions, Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast trivia. Within this podcast, we're not going to give you timestamps. You've got to listen to the whole thing. And we're going to give the first question right now. The last three posters will be given away on Voices of Wrestling TV, Voices of Wrestling Live with Rob McCarron. Uh, I believe on Monday. Monday night, yeah, February first. When uh, uh, and for uh, for those that don't uh, are curious as well to enter, you go to the forums uh, and you go to Voice uh, the VOD pod, uh, VOW podcasts uh, section of the 
uh, the forum. So it's voiceofwrestling.com slash forum. You'll see at the top uh, VOW podcast, and you go there, and you'll see a thread that says Lucha Underground poster, autograph poster giveaway. That is where you will get all the information I just gave you in much less confusing fashion. And it is also where you will post the answers to the trivia questions that we're going to give you tonight. The first question, which is coming right now. Rich does not even know the questions. I don't. That's why I was wondering if I could win. Rich does not even know the questions. And I wonder if he knows the answer to the first question. The first Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast trivia question. And again, this favors longtime listeners. If you pay attention, this information has been given on this podcast. It can also be researched. Hint, hint. What are the names of Joe's two dogs? What are the names of my dogs? You need to name both of them. Spelling does not count. This is horseshoe rules. If you're close, we'll give it to you. Go on the forums right now, the link that Rich just gave you. We'll have the link. You'll put the link in the post, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. but for those that are just listening right now, voicewrestling.com slash forum, uh, you'll see at the top of the forum a, uh, a, a, a sub-forum called uh, VOW Podcast. You click that, you'll find a thread that says Lucha Underground Autograph Poster Giveaway. Very easy to find, very easy to enter, very easy to... You gotta join our forums. I don't know the questions. Though. Questions aren't that easy, but that's fine. Gotta, Everything else is you easy. You gotta join our forums, and you gotta, you gotta sign up for the forums, and you gotta put the answer in the thread. If you know the answer, or if you can find the answer, hint, hint... Go to that thread, put it in there. If you're the first responder, it's one poster per question. So you got to be first. The first person with the correct answer, and you got to name both dogs, wins the poster. And then I think you get to pick which guy you want. It's, it's uh, Prince Puma, Johnny Mundo, Pentagon Jr. Everyone's going to want Pentagon. <laughs> that's the problem. There's three of each. So, you know, first come, first serve. So that's question number one. The next two questions are coming up later on in the show. All right, so make sure you're entering for that. Uh, what else? Uh, what do you want to talk about now? We got so much stuff. Shinsuke Nakamura, anything more to add about that, or can we kind of uh, cross that? I don't up? think there's much more to add. We don't know much more. It's all happening. Yeah, at the we, he showed right up on now. the. They showed up on the XT Jumbotron or whatever they have, and and apparently it's official that him and Sami Zayn in uh, in Dallas. So that's um, wow. His last match <laughs> is on the 30th in Cork and Hall. A lot of you will listen to this before that match takes place. Some of you will listen after. I tell you, Rich, a lot of people download this show like a week later. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but so so about half of you will hear this. Uh, he will have not wrestled his final New Japan match yet, but he sent in a pre-tape to to WWE. And uh, I guess they did a little deal and set up a match against Sami Zayn. So, so there you go. Rich, do you know the names of my dogs? Obviously, don't say them. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think I got both of them. All right. I was curious. Do you pay, I'm, I'm pretty sure pay I got attention both. to your own show, Rich? I got to tell you, I'm, I'm I only on know one. I have one for sure. And then the other one, I'm kind of, oh, wait, no, I think. You know I, what? I only know one of your oh. dog's names, too. I can't think of the other one. I know Why, Hans. I know Hans. Person? Han- oh, you don't know the other one? Han- oh. Hans is all- baby face. I know, I know. Hans is one, and I know the other one is a German gimmick too. I think they're both German. No, he's not German. He's the ethnic Italian baby face. Oh, that's right. Is it Frederico? It's not Frederico. It's close. Is it Rocco? It's not Rocco. You're getting there. Uh, Bruno. No, it's close. Giuseppe. Keep going. You're good. You're getting These there. These are solid Italian names. Look, I just messaged you your two dogs' names. So look, I you pay knew attention. Them. You, you got them right. Rich would have yep. won the poster. Would you have taken Pentagon Junior? Oh God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Without, I, I, I like my Prince Puma though, but no, I'm, I'm taking that Pentagon Junior one. If it was, you don't know okay, the ethnic baby face dog? If it was Ricochet, what would you do? 
Oh, I would, yeah, the Ricochet one. Bro. You would take that over Pentagon Jr. Although then again, Michelle would be uh, too into the uh, the dreamy abs, so I don't know. Oh uh, yes, by the way, Lucha Underground uh, Wednesday nights, <laughs> seven o'clock. Uh, El Ray Network. We should yeah. get that in there too. It's on that's, r- that's, as okay. we are speaking right now. It's debuting this week. Yes, and we'll have all of our coverage as well. We have a review. Warren Taylor is going to take over the uh, Lucha Underground reviews uh, for now, and then of course Chris Novembrino is bringing back the Lucha the Hidden Temple podcast. That's part we'll of the deal. We, we should probably plug their show. That's part of the yes. deal here. Yes, we, Lucha Underground, good show. We almost, we almost <laughs> we completely enjoy. blew this. Uh, but what's your other dog's name? I can't remember. Louis. Louis. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I knew that. Oh, no, he just came in. Hi. <laughs> now you called him. Yeah. Now you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? I mean, we got to start a Royal Rumble, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go match by match here. I think uh, it's still definitely fresh uh, enough to talk about that. But uh, maybe overall thoughts. You said you enjoyed the show. Um, obviously, a lot of talk about the main event. Uh, let, let's maybe get to the main event last. We'll, we'll talk about some of the other stuff first. But um, overall uh, thoughts on the event. I thought it was a good show. I didn't think it was a great show, but I thought it was a good show. And um, uh, I thought the the undercard was very solid. I I didn't yeah. think there was now. I will say this, and this is rare for me. I did watch the show twice because I, I watched it on an initial viewing, and then I went back and watched it again when I was writing the review for Fighting Spirit Magazine, a fine publication that everybody should uh, subscribe to today, um, especially if you want to read my Royal Rumble review. Uh, and, and on second viewing, I enjoyed the undercard more than the first viewing. I don't know why. The first viewing, I found the undercard to be a bit dry. I don't know. It's because I watched it in the middle of the night. What do you think of the undercard on first viewing, Rich? I love the undercard. I, I really, really, it was really solid, enjoyed right? it. You're, solid, right? Solid undercard. Yeah, you can tell from my review, and, and, and some people were sort of uh, bullish on the opener, uh, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens. I thought it was really, really good. Given that, you know, I don't really like last man standing matches, um, and there's some confines with the modern WWE, like you can't have blood, you can't really do a bunch of chair shots and stuff like that. I thought given what they had to work with, I thought that last man standing match was really good, and just a great opener as well, and, and it speaks to something I'm going to talk about during the Rumble, and that's just how fucking good Kevin Owens is. And I, ho- <laughs> I think just about everybody got it, uh, on Sunday, like anybody who didn't quite get it yet, after that Rumble match and after that opener, I think you understand, oh my god, this guy is such a supreme, like amazing talent. And uh, yeah, I love that opener. Uh, the New Day Usos kind of, that was just fine. It was just there. Uh, Caliso Del Rio, I enjoyed, maybe not as much as other people. And then uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, I loved. I thought that was uh, just a really, really awesome match. So when you talk about that Ambrose Owens, a match that I really loved, Charlotte Becky Lynch, I really loved. And the other matches, there was nothing offensive about them, and they were, uh, you know, good matches. So I mean, when you when you look at that as an undercard, it, that's that's really all you can ask for. I think you nailed a good point. Kevin Owens was the MVP of the show. Oh, so far and away, yeah. I mean, without question, the MVP, the overall MVP of the show. I mean, this guy just keeps getting better and better. And, uh, you know, whatever it is, whether it's your Raw, your SmackDown, your main event, these pay-per-views, it's becoming a trend. He's very often the highlight of the company. And, and, and again, he's one of the few guys that they, they haven't hurt him with shitty booking, uh, shitty promos, shitty scripted lines, um, shitty treatment. He, I mean, they haven't hurt him at all. I mean, he's as strong as he was when he entered the company strong, and he just keeps on getting stronger. And they haven't changed much about him either. You know, that's the old and, – and, and I think we've finally broken that down now. I think hopefully after a few years, they're like, oh, when they come into WWE, when the guys come in, they're going to change their name. They're going to change their look. They're going to change you – know, and there's still little modifications they'll make with people. They've done nothing with Owens. This this Kevin Owens is basically Kevin – it's the same guy that got over on the indies. It's Kevin Kevin Steen with a few modifications, a few differences, but they, they're, they're getting smart. Uh, hey, what worked? Do that. 
go ahead. And it's working again. So it's just, yeah, it, it's just not outthinking themselves with Kevin Owens. They're just keeping it very simple with him and keeping him well protected. I mean, yeah, he lost here, but it was, you, you know, he did a, a flip off the top rope through a table, and that's how he lost the last man standing match. He comes out for the Royal Rumble. He's limping. Uh, you know, he's at a disadvantage. There's just so much. Yeah, they're just doing a really good job with him, um, I think, overall. I mean, very protected. And the character itself is the most, uh, amongst all the other characters, he's almost he's the most human one still. They've they've maintained a lot of that, and that looked like that wasn't going to happen for a while there. But it, it, it's, it, it's, it's held the test of time, absolutely. Yeah, so he has the great last man standing match um, against Ambrose, limps his way into the Royal Rumble. And then, you know, he was only in that Royal Rumble for like, Four minutes, and then started like five feuds, and now has like a year's worth of matches. And that he's ready in, to go in for. those four minutes. He completely stole the show. Yeah, you know it's amazing. And yeah, four minutes. He was only in four minutes and twenty. I told, yeah, I you know Jesus. he he came in, and it felt like he was in it for twenty minutes because he made more of an impact in his four minutes than you know than than anybody else made in the match. And there were guys in that match for over fifty minutes. Chris Jericho was in that match for an hour. The match was built around a Roman Reigns theme, and he made more of an impact than those guys in that match. You know, you, you, you're, you're going to remember Kevin Owens' spots in that match forever, for as long as you're a wrestling fan. It's, it's you know, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. He, he, he limps into the ring, and he eliminates AJ Styles. And how great was that? Oh, so That was the perfect guy to throw AJ Styles out of that match. The perfect guy. And then he mocks him with his taunt after he throws him out. As he's throwing him out, he says, welcome to WWE. <laughs> throws him out of the ring and then does his taunt to mock him. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. Oh, this guy's phenomenal. This guy is a great talent. Great. This guy is great. Then, uh, you know, I forget who came in, but then Sami Zayn came in after that. It was, it was Ambrose. Ambrose came in, and they, they booked that part of the, the, the Royal Rumble really well Best as well. Team Ambrose followed, yeah, followed Kevin Owens, and then Sami Zayn comes out, and then Owens is just like, oh, you know, his world's crumbling around the him. The facial you know, he's got the guy, yeah. Owens' face. Yeah, so good. And, and he's like, no, not this guy. But then he's like, all right, I'll take him on. And then they go at it with the Fry Takayama spot. And, uh, and Zayn tosses Owens, which again, perfect. Perfectly booked. And I think this is a point you want to make. This is one of the best booked Rumbles I, and I agree with you. I mean, in, in you know, maybe not the best booked Rumble. You know, of course, you're going to talk about '92. That's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, uh, you know, that, you wouldn't change a thing about that. No, '92 is perfect. '92 is, is is untouchable. It's almost not even worth comparing any other Royal Rumble to that one. Because, but, but I mean, in terms of the booking of this one, and look, your mileage may vary when it comes to the Triple H stuff. Where I stand on the Triple H thing, I am completely indifferent. It didn't bother me. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I understand it. I think that's the important thing. I understand it. I'm not in love with it, but I didn't hate it either. It's not the story I would have told. I told you the story I would have told last week. Brock Lesnar wins the wins the Rumble. Brock Lesnar wins the title. He does it by coming in very late in the match while, when Roman Reigns is exhausted uh, to give Roman Reigns an excuse. And then Roman Reigns avenges the match last year that he was on the verge of coming back to win this year he gets it done that would have been my story but they're going with triple h instead and i understand it i don't hate it i don't love it yeah and i'm right with you i I wrote that in my review as well that i said you know all the talk will be about this finish and triple h putting himself over and all that sort of stuff and i just kind of said the sooner you realize that you know the wwe main event isn't booked for you the sooner you'll begin enjoying it you know it's like just i kind of just now and that's what i've I've done and i think it's it's your, your advice from 
you know, a few months ago is that just, you know, this, you're never going to, you know, some people are just never going to be happy with the, the main event scene in WWE or whatever. You sometimes just got to shrug and go, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's not for me. But, you know, I couldn't let all the stuff that happened on the undercard and all the stuff that happened before uh, Triple H and even before, because people were bringing up, well, what about, you know, the Wyatts attacking Brock Lesnar? I didn't think that was very good either. And of course, I don't want Brock Lesnar and, and Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt's the killer of, you know, all heat and, and anything. But, even before that, I mean, the first 20 or so guys, or I, I forget exactly when, uh, like Zane or whatever. Yeah, Zane came in exactly at 20. Pretty much from that was like untouchable for me. That, that, that first 20 entries, I thought was so good. I mean, you have the AJ style. I guess we're just j- jump right into the yeah, Rumble. Yeah, well. <laughs> Fuck it. Might as well. Uh, you know, you have Roman Reigns and Rusev. That was just kind of whatever. You know, Rusev's in and he's out right away. Sort of establishes Roman Reigns. Um you know, as a dominant figure in this thing, but then right away, then you have AJ Styles who who comes out and just blows. I mean, let's talk about that. Pop, and, and, bef- by the- and, and by the way, they had to get rid of Rusev early to set up the the uh, the League of Nations pulling Roman Reigns out of the ring right. later on and beating right. him up. So that made sense. It made sense yeah, exactly. to get rid of Rusev early. I was kind of annoyed at that first because you know me, I'm a huge Rusev fan. And Rich, anyone who wasn't around at the time. You can back me up on this. I was driving the Rusev bandwagon before anybody thought Rusev was. I was. I. I thought Rusev was cool before anybody did. You. You can verify me. that. Yeah, he was still doing. I forgot what he was doing. He was doing like some like middling matches versus somebody, he and you were like, Jack "He's great." Swagger feud, the Big E feud th- during that time. I was like, "This guy is going to be one hell of a worker," and and he, he's going to be a. Tra- and I was on the Rusev bandwagon long before a lot of people, and you can verify that. So I was upset that at first true. when he got tossed out. But then even that made sense from a booking perspective. Exactly. Even yeah. though I wasn't a big fan of, of, of you know, the Roman Reigns thing where he disappeared for 20 minutes. But again, it's like you just said. You, you just got to live with that stuff. And when you learn to accept that the main event is not for you, this, this company is a, a hell of a lot more enjoyable. So, and it felt, I don't know if you got this idea as well, but the people I was watching with as well, one of them was Sean Flynn, uh, you know, obviously our Raw reviewer. And I was talking when, when, the, when those first 20 guys were done, I was like, who booked this Royal Rumble? Because this is unlike any Royal Rumble I've seen in a long time. I really honestly do, and, and I have no idea. I have no evidence of this whatsoever. But when you look at, like, look at your main event programs and how they were booked throughout this Rumble, and then look how all the mid-card and everybody else was booked, it's like night and day. You know what I mean? There was callbacks to like past things that happened. There was this sort of stuff. It just felt like the main event stuff was was crap, and then like the mid card stuff was you know it just felt I I don't know I I just had a feeling that they were like two separate matches. I don't know if you got that idea as well. Like the first twenty guys, it, it just seemed like a very like weird like like very subtle booked a lot of this sort of stuff, and then of course you got your main event thing, so it seemed like the last half kind of was your, your your typical WWE tropes, but I don't know. I it, it just it, it it caught me by surprise. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, and it was kind of like when Roman was on his sabbatical, you, you're almost thinking, oh man, eventually he's got to come back because this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without the authority bullshit, without you know. Roman Reigns getting shit on by the crowd again. And it's like, I, I really think the reason that they're going with Triple H is because they feel like that is the only opponent that the fans won't cheer against Roman and Dallas. But right. I think that Orlando proved them wrong. I mean, they were firmly behind Triple H. They were booing Roman Reigns. They che- they not only cheered when Triple H eliminated Roman Reigns, they chanted yes, yes, yes when Roman Reigns got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a surprise return for Triple H. Everyone gets a bigger pop when they do a surprise return. But Rich, I think they're going to cheer for Rome, for Triple H in Dallas. <sighs> yeah, they are. You know, I mean, they Roman are. Reigns is it, getting booed it's... by a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I'm, I'm you know, we talked this topic to death, and 
I, I, you know, I'm not going to do 20 more minutes on it, but all I have to say is the ship has fucking sailed. This guy's never getting over the way they want me to go. It's period. You can't even argue about it. You can't, how can you even argue it anymore? How many, I mean, they, there's nothing they can do. To, this guy is what he is. Yeah, and they've done everything. I mean, we're we're at now, you know, well over a year of like, let's, you know, let's maneuver the main events, let's maneuver this, let's do this, and and I won't lie. I mean, the booking has been very suspect with him, but it's it's at the same time though, it's just and a lot of the reasons why it's been they've sort of they have to dance around this all the exactly. time. Of how do we do Part this? And it's like it's so much trouble. Exactly. It's like just forget you, it. You, like you, that's a great it's point so- you just made. Part of the reason the Roman Reigns' booking is so awful is because they have to they, – they got to jump through hoops to try to get the guy over. That's part of the reason it stinks. Right, because people are talking about this, and I agree. This was kind of stupid that he kind of goes away. You know, he doesn't want to get on the stretcher, and it's like you think about the stuff and like the things that goes through their head of when they're trying to book a Roman Reigns. I mean, look at look at this elimination. So he gets eliminated, or not eliminated, but beat up by the you know the League of Nations, put through a table. You know, they they bring out the stretcher trope. He decides I'm not going to go on the stretcher because they don't want him to look weak. You know, you don't want Roman Reigns to look weak, so he decides to walk to the back. Which then it's like, well, what the fuck were you doing? Why didn't <laughs> like, you just get back you know, in the ring? If you could- what are you doing for thirty minutes or whatever? And then he comes. You know what? And like because that's the mentality that they have to think of is like okay a we have to get we have to have him out of this match for like a big chunk of time or else it's going to take over the entire so match. he doesn't get booed exactly we have and to then, have him out of this match so he doesn't get overshadowed by people by by wrestlers who people like better now stop and think about that for a second <laughs> why not just push the, the wrestlers that people like better i, I don't understand they're so dead yeah. set on making this guy happen and he's never happening it's never going to happen that you have to do things like this to, to, to try to use smoke and mirrors to avoid him getting booed. And they avoided him getting booed in the first half. They did. But then the second half of the match, it, they, still, they still didn't manage to avoid it because it backfired in their face. They ended up cheering Triple H anyway. It's 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 amazing. But look, yeah. And then, like I said, the part of him, you know, walking to the back or whatever, everybody's like, oh, that made him look weak or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but they, you know, or that made him look stupid or whatever. But it's like, no, I I get what's going on in their head. They're like, well, if we put him on the stretcher, everyone's going to think, oh, he's weak. And like, like they're they're in a rocket. They're they're. They're always booking into a corner with Roman Reigns. They really are. Just because they're they're dancing around everything. You know what it all comes back to, though? It all comes back to the fact that the motherfucker is not over. Right. And he's not going to ever be over. Because, he, look, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have what they think that he has. And then when they, and then when they try to book around that, it makes it worse. Right. And the booking has been bad. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But, the, yeah, like you're saying, it, it's you know, you know, the chicken egg thing. I guess people can, can, can debate that for the next 20 years. We'll, we'll debate. You know, is it, was it the booking that made Roman not over or was Roman not being over that made the booking bad? How come Daniel Bryan got booked like shit forever and never lost any popularity? Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. Those are excuses. The booking yep. thing is an excuse. The guy just isn't he doesn't have the charisma they think he has is the bottom line. I know people don't want to hear that, and I know that's unpopular to some people, but it's truth. Uh, you know, when this guy stops getting booed out of buildings, I ask for something very simple. I ask for him just to get big pops three weeks in a row. He can't even get a big pop one week. He can't even go three weeks without getting booed. So forget this. Forget this guy. Just it, it's, it's just not. Yeah, it's, but they're never going to stop, though. It's never no. going to stop. They're going to keep plowing forward with it and ignoring other people that, that, that potentially could catch fire underneath like they missed the boat on Ambrose several months ago. There will be other situations like that. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, what, we, what you were starting to talk about was AJ Styles. Yes, yeah. And, and why, uh, one more thing as well. Of course, we know, you know jumping ahead, the booking 
Um, again, we're talking about fast lane. The main event. I mean, that's another situation where it's like, okay, I mean, you can knock, I mean, knock yourself out. Put Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Brock Lesnar in the main event. Like, you know, he'll be the, okay without <laughs> like, question the third most popular person in that match. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's at this point, it's 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 almost as if you know. But what do you do? And that's the problem maybe, is he's not over. Maybe, so what do you do? Maybe, like, there's nothing to do. Maybe like, they think it's a John Cena thing. But the thing is, okay. Many years ago when people were booing John Cena, it was similar to this. But eventually booing John Cena, it was a different kind of booing. It was a good-natured booing. When- yeah, people laugh about it. I mean, I was in the crowds where people were like, oh, fuck you, Cena. <laughs> I love Cena. You know, yeah. Cena's great. You have your hardcore fucking dorks who legitimately mean it when they say Cena enough and all that not. But for the most part, it's good-natured booing when people boo John Cena. Right, the John Cena like legit boo thing stopped in like 2009. Years, you, you know years what I mean? Ago. Like it was like 2007, 2009 was like the peak of like, yeah, we're kind of sick of this guy. He's one and every, you know. And then like, yeah, since then it's just kind of now it's part of his it. thing. And and you know, it's it's and, and 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 the other thing about it is the other portion of the crowd is going nuts for the guy. They love him. Nobody loves Roman Reigns. They stand there and stare at him when he comes down to the ring. <laughs> I mean, there's almost nobody who loves this guy. So it's completely different dynamic. So don't bring up Cena. But, yeah. but, but the other thing, it's like maybe the company thinks it's a Cena thing, but it, it definitely is not. So I, you know, maybe that's where they're coming from. Maybe that's why they ignore the boost. Who knows? Yeah, I, but I mean, this match it was so glaring as well. And, and and again, like I don't consider Orlando like a very smarky. And, and people bring that up too. Oh, well, those and and that's actually what was going to tie into what I was going to talk about here with the the number three guy. You know, obviously AJ Styles coming in is that people can chalk it up to oh, you know, well that Orlando crowd is smarky. Oh, the WrestleMania crowd is you know these smart fans or whatever. AJ Styles came out to the uh, uh, just an ex- enormous pop, a huge pop, and and people were kind of questioning. And, and first, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by asking: Were you surprised at how good his reaction was? Shocked. And I know okay. people said, oh, See, I wasn't, but I'll, 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 I'll go first and then you can counter. Yeah. I know some people, and maybe this will be your, your argument, say, well, it's Orlando. And to that, I say, well, what the fuck does that mean? They, you know, what, what were they all a TNA asylum people in that? No one goes to TNA. You know what I mean? It's like you can't tell me. There Richie were, Durville. There, He's there, there were 20,000 TNA fans there popping no. for AJ Styles. I mean, come no, on. Let's that is things. not my argument. So, so uh, you know, but that was people. Some people's argument was, well, it's Orlando. So, of course, he got a big reaction. I don't think he has anything to do with it. Um, I was stunned. I can't explain it. I think that the one thing that it has told me is that we underestimate um, – people's knowledge of outside wrestlers that's Bingo. that's a, but so i think that's going to be your point so i'll let you have that's exactly my point my, my point is so people are like and i get some people were shocked by it but I, what i was trying to tell people is you, you know we, we we hear this all the time about oh the smarks oh the internet wrestling community oh the smart fans and all that sort of stuff i mean if you can if, if you're on the internet at any point and read anything about wrestling this week in the build-up to aj styles coming to royal rumble was it was on rolling stone it was on Forbes. It was on Bleacher Report. It was on, you know, I don't know if it was on ESPN. I, I doubt it was on ESPN, but I, I'm sure, you, you know, David Schumacher on, on the ESPN, the Cheap Heat podcast, you know, the former Grantland, the mass man, I'm sure talked about it on there. It was on any Observer site, you know, any any wrestling news site said AJ Styles rumored to come in and like the big ones like Bleacher Report. It, it was on there the score who uh, it's a Canadian based, you know, sports company or, or whatever. I mean, they, they don't do wrestling. They, they don't cover wrestling. Was tweeting stuff about it, you know, anticipation of the week. Oh my God, AJ Styles is coming here. People just, I really think, underestimate how many people are connected to the internet, how many people read this stuff. How, and, and wrestling is on every big site now. We talk about it all the time. It's amazing. I, I mentioned, I rolled off the names. It's on, you know, ESPN all the time. It's on Forbes. It's on Rolling Stone. It's on, it, it's, 
if you read anything on the internet and it pertains mildly to wrestling, you knew that this guy was coming in or that AJ Styles was coming in and people were talking about, here's his background, here's what he's done, here's other matches. WWEfreaking.com said, hey, AJ Styles, here's a bunch of matches from AJ Styles. Here's what he's done, here's where he's been. The hype machine was was crazy and people go, oh my God, how did all these people know about AJ Styles? Well, they, they log onto the internet at any point in the past week. Like we really underrate how many people know this sort of shit. I mean, I know casual fans that, that are, were, were texting me saying, oh, AJ Styles is coming out. I read it on Bleacher Report. I said, yeah, yeah, they are. You know what I mean? Like, I just think we, we, we so often think of that there's still this internet wrestling community. There's this tight-knit group. A lot of people read about wrestling on the internet, you know? And it's, it's not what we think it is. It's not this exclusive club anymore of guys that seek out information. I mean, you don't even have to seek it out. Just go to any website, <laughs> you know, that covers sports, and they're probably going to talk about AJ Styles. They're probably going to talk about WWE. They're, they were talking about The Rock when he came on Monday or whatever. So I think that's a big part of the reactions that people were like, yeah, I know who AJ Styles is. They, they were educated on it this entire week if you didn't know who he was before. Yeah, it, it, it may be time to put that argument to bed, at least when it comes to the huge stars. I'm not saying that people are going to know who Carl Anderson is, but no. we heard this for Sting, didn't we? I mean, this has been the talk. That was the talk for Sting, not just in the lead up to his debut. Uh, and when they put him on TV, but but for years we heard that WWE fans will not know who Sting is, and that proved to be ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. And and now we heard it for AJ Styles, and we're you know it's like maybe it's time to stop that for all the reasons you just said. You know, there it, we we joke about it all the time. There is no IWC because everyone has the internet. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not all, you know, people aren't ignorant to what's going on around them the way that maybe we think that they are. Maybe these WWE fans. Now, look, did every eight-year-old in their, in their John Cena shirt know who he was? Oh, God, no. Probably yeah. not. Uh, but, but, I mean, you know, I, I, I think he would have gotten a similar reaction in a lot of cities. I really don't think mm-hmm. Orlando was the key to that. And this whole thing of their smarky cities and their shows where there's more smart fans – and 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 this also kind of goes back to Roman Reigns, and you know the, these these sorts of cities are going to boo Roman Reigns, and, and and the Royal Rumble and SummerSlam and WrestleMania crowds are going to boo. Well, you know Roman Reigns isn't exactly knocking it out of the park in Des Moines, Iowa, on Raw every week either. So it's like you know it's it's I think we put a little look. I get it. Yes, for WrestleMania and and maybe for your you know SummerSlams and your NXT shows, you do get a slightly you know you know smarkier element with these crowds, but. I think people lean on that a little too much. Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, and I, just real quickly, I went to Google Trends uh, to look at AJ Styles and, and, and sort of his search history and where he you know, was. Um, his highest before January, it was January 2014, he was at 21. And they, they just kind of put this like rough number in here. That, that It's basically just interest. Is, is, it, they give it a, a quantifiable no, number, but essentially 21 was his highest before that. Uh, January 2014. Do you want to guess the number? I, I I'm awful at this. Just give them to me because I'm going to be way off. 100. Okay. So he, what is that? You know, he went from 21 was his highest last January in terms of like raw interest in him. And, and that's the metric that they oh, give. Oh, so this is January 15, uh, 16. Yeah. Gene. Yeah. January. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. His last highest was January 2014. And then this now, January 2016 okay, okay. was 100. I think you missed said the date. Okay. So sorry, that's, yeah, that's your point. It jumped up because of all this hype. Right, exactly, well, and that's like people looking it up, people searching it, yes. people deciding, you know, WWE.com saying AJ Styles is, 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 might come, or oh, there's rumors that he's going to come, or whatever. I mean, and that's, to WWE.com's credit, they've been great about that. 
they were uh, out in the front of a lot of this Evolve stuff, of saying these guys' names. They're going to be out in front of the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff. I guarantee you they're going to do that. They're out in front of the Bullet Club stuff. We knew that. And they're out in front of this AJ Styles thing. And, like, people really, I, I think, just take for granted how many people follow <laughs> wrestling news on the Internet. It might not be in the source that you do. I'm not talking about people all subscribing to the Wrestling Observer newsletter. But there are people that just go to Wrestling Inc., .com. There are just people that go to scscoops.com. There are just people that go to Raja. You remember Raja.com? People probably still go to that one. All these sites will say stuff about this. And, and, and even if you're not into like the backstage stuff, do you go to Bleacher Report for your sports? Boom. There you go. Do you read AV Club for, for pop culture and video games? And that? Oh, it's there too. Oh, do you read Forbes for like financial? Oh, wait, it's there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's – Uprocks. Uproxx, another, you know, a, a pop culture website, Deadspin w- was covering it as well. I, I, I know it's like, you know, we, we sort of take for granted that it's all oh, the observer and like the, you know, and PW Torch and, you know, PW Insider. It's, no, everybody's covering wrestling now. And everybody had a story about AJ Styles. You know, his interest shot up January 2015, a year ago, his interest, you know, in this little metric, which 100 is like the top 100 is like about the peak you can do. He had six last year in January, popped up to 100 this year. Yeah. And it, I mean, there it's it is. like I, even, even if you're a wrestling fan who just you know has a Twitter account, and you've never seen a non WWE match in your life, even NXT, you know, if you follow wrestling accounts on your Twitter, it's probably you probably knew what the name was at minimum from it popping up on your Twitter feed. So you're right. I mean, it, 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 it's it, I think that's kind of overblown when it comes to guys of that magnitude in this day. It, it's just it's a silly argument. It's going to be almost as silly. As you know, saying the WWE fans won't know who X is is going to it's it's going away. It's going to be almost as silly as saying they only want to hire guys who are six five, two hundred seventy five pounds. Right. It's the kind of thing where if you if you continue to say it, you're going to sound like you do not have your finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Fan sided on their website. Yeah. SB Nation, ever heard of that? Cage side seats, they cover it. You know what I mean? Like, like anywhere you consume news so, about sports. And the thing is, you could it. have had a good portion of people who were in Orlando who have never seen AJ Styles wrestle in their lives, but they were just aware of him because of all the hype he had this month. Exactly. And when he right. came out, they said, oh, this is that new big thing. And the guy yeah. next to them who might have been a New Japan fan might, or a TNA fan might have been going ape shit. So then they went ape shit too, and then he got yep. the reaction that you saw. It's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, he came out and just an insane reaction, just a crazy pop. And I, I think I put it on Twitter of, uh, by the way, that's what a pop sounds like. If people are curious yes. uh, what it used to sound like when guys were over and, and people cared about guys, that that's that's what that noise was. So uh, uh, we can go ironic, a little. I mean, obviously- and ironic that Roman Reigns was in the ring when he got that mm. pop. But I'll tell you what about Roman Reigns. And, 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 you know, it's it's. The look he sold it so well. The music hits, no one knows what the music is. And it's tremendous music, by the way. You know, it's, it's like he had a really cool theme song before. This is a really good song. They, they, did, they did a good job with AJ Styles' music. I don't know how you feel about that. But, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so the music hits, no one knows what it is. Roman Reigns, they leave the camera on Roman, and he sold it so well. The look on his face of confusion. And then you hear the crowd pop. He's a good heel. He's a great heel. I don't know why they just don't do you it. You hear the crowd pop because AJ came out from behind and they finally saw who it was or the name AJ came on the screen. And then you, at that moment – It said this is phenomenal or I, I think is what the – Did you watch that? There was a video of somebody in the crowd that, that it shot It was him. he and, is or something. Or he is. Yeah, he is phenomenal. And then when I the phenomenal part cool. came up, everyone yeah. popped. And then Roman's expression changed too. Like, oh, that's who this is. You know, and he sold it so well. And what's odd is what – I've read something earlier today that if you go on WWE's YouTube page and on WWE.com, 
they have changed, you know, when they when the video of AJ's uh, entrance at the Rumble, they've changed it. They to uh, they've changed the production of it to to where the camera is on the stage as opposed to on Roman, which to me is a mistake because I thought Roman's reaction really helped put AJ over. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people complain about that as well. So you're you're actually on a different side. I saw more people complain that they didn't show. Uh, you know, Styles' entrance and instead showed Roman Reigns. But I, I agree with you. I thought Yeah, the, normally I would agree with that, but I thought the way Roman put You it gotta show the shock. Tremendous. I always love I always love the look of guys in the ring when it's like a shocking guy that comes out or whatever. I mean that's like one of the famous, you know, Royal Rumble ones, of course, you know, nineteen ninety seven when Stone Cold's, you know, chilling on, on top of the top rope, he had eliminated everybody else, you know, and Bret Hart's music hits and he does that ridiculous, you know, he puts his hand on the top of his head or whatever and his mouth's just a gape. Like that wouldn't be the same if it was just, you know, cuts to the entryway and Bret Hart comes out. But that sold it as like Stone Cold like uh oh, you know like shit and that's that's what you want yeah that's especially in this the context of a Royal Rumble match absolutely yeah yeah for sure so that was the AJ thing and he acquitted himself well I think he was in the match for over 20 minutes and he got thrown yeah, out 20, 27 53 and I saw some people complain I thought he got thrown out just at the right time by the right person because you want him yeah, if he lingers too long he's gonna take over and and, and yeah you got it like because then you know Dean Ambrose throws him out people are gonna be pissed at Dean Ambrose like like you had to kind of find a guy where the, 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 it's good heat to get him on and, and Owens was, yeah Owens is the perfect guy perfect guy and then the other big thing was you mentioned it briefly I like the Wyatt the Wyatt family Lesnar stuff but I but I do not want to see a Brock Lesnar Bray Wyatt match but I do think it's well done and I do think that they've rehabbed Bray Wyatt over the last two or three weeks to some extent with this Brock Lesnar stuff. The problem is I don't want to see the match and I'm never going to be into that match, (laughs) but they're doing uh, a good job for what they're going for. In my opinion. I agree. Yeah. The one, the one complaint a lot of people had, and and again, I it's, it's tough, but is that, you know, the Y family didn't stay in to help Bray win. They just kind of decided to come out. But again, like to me, the, my idea was that the Wyatt family, you know, they, they want the title, but it's not the biggest thing for him. You know what I mean? He's more into, Whatever the hell, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he's almost above the title, or I I don't know how to phrase it exactly, but he seems like less of a guy that needs, you you know should or needs like like he wants his guys to to interfere on his behalf so he can win the title. To him, it's like you know I just want to take this guy's soul or whatever the hell you know. So to me, that wasn't a big gripe. I don't know about you if you had that gripe that the White family just sort of ganged up to eliminate Lesnar and then just sort of walked away instead of and let Bray Wyatt kind of fight for. No, himself I mean that was stupid, but that's WWE. I mean I. You know, it, it was done. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I want to say yes. You're right. There are gaps in the, the logic and all that sort of stuff. But like I said in the review, it's like I don't. You know, I shouldn't do this. You know, again, I. But it's you know, whatever. It's WWE. Like you're not gonna. You're just not gonna get. I mean, you're never gonna enjoy this product if you're gonna do that sort it of stuff. It seems like a cop out to say whatever. It's WWE because it kind of sounds like the ah whatever. It's wrestling argument, which mm-hmm. is not a good argument. Yeah, exactly. Either. Which we don't want to do. But, but, it, but you know. in this case, I mean, <laughs> look, it's 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 the Wyatt family. You know, he he he. Hates hates Brock Lesnar right now. This Bray Wyatt character has never been logical. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, you go back to the Cena feud and all the logic holes in that feud. So, um, I don't know. It didn't, it, it didn't even occur to me until it was pointed out on Twitter that they, that what was stopping these guys from staying in there and helping him win the match. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. So I can't be a hypocrite and then complain about it. I, I, I didn't even think of it. I just thought they wanted to get rid of Lesnar. Mission was accomplished. That was that. That's you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are obvious logic uh, gaps in that, though, for sure. 
otherwise, you know, other highlights before we get uh, move on to the other matches here and, and, and the finish, of course, um, which we talked a little bit about. But uh, other stuff, I thought everybody, I think the favorite thing about this match, at least in my mind, was that everybody seemed to have a purpose and everybody had a reason to get in there. Like, you know, previous Royal Rumbles, you have guys come out and they just sort of slug one another and they do the stupid, like, I'm lifting you up on my back and, like, we're sort of going over the top row, but not really. And, like, I'm hanging on or whatever. Everybody that came in at least had something to do. I mean, you look at the list of, of guys you know, after Styles, you have Tyler Breeze who came in, you know, he was in for a minute or whatever, but again, he's kind of a fun character. It was, it was good. Curtis Axel came in and that was really cool. Cause obviously he was in, you know, the last Royal rumble. He never really technically got eliminated and he had the social outcast with him. So that was kind of cool. You have Jericho, uh, that came in, you know, Kane came in gold dust. These are kind of the older veteran guys, you know, Ryback came in. It seemed like he had, uh, you know, some decent fun in there and was in for about 12 minutes. Uh, Kofi Kingston was a great entry in the new day. And of course the way to get him, you know, the fun, we knew we were going to get Kofi in there. We knew he was going to have, you know, the funny non-elimination thing. And this one was great. I thought, you know, getting on, on Biggie's shoulders and walking around the arena and, and grabbing guys, popcorns and stuff. I thought that was really cool. That was fun. You know, big uh, Titus O'Neil comes in. No big reason for him. He was kind of just there. So he's maybe one you could talk about. But then our truth comes in. I mean, how could you not love that our truth thing? Like, that's legitimately decent comedy, I thought, from WWE. And you don't get that very often. I mean, you know, I wasn't, I, it was okay. I didn't bother. Oh, me. it was funny. Oh, come it on. Was, it was fun. I think you liked it more than me. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't hate it or anything. And, you know, it's just that's, you know, our truth you know, his current gimmick is he gets confused about match stipulations. So, yeah. you know, I, it, it is what it is. You know? I, I just thought, the, the, my favorite part was how ridiculously tall that ladder was. Like, they found the biggest ladder, like, humanly possible yeah. and made this guy climb up. And it took him 30 seconds to get up the damn ladder, which I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed that. But then, yeah, like, then you had Luke Harper, the first of the Wyatt family, you know, Stardust, who comes in and it's essential, I mean, it might even be kind of the end of Stardust, so it was, it was interesting there. You know, Big Show comes in as the big man. Uh, you know, Neville, Strowman, we talked about Owens, Ambrose, Zane. Like, it felt like everybody had a purpose. Everybody had a reason to be in that match. And and that's cool. Whenever you can do that. I mean, the Miz came in and, you know, he did his little thing where he waited on the outside for a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Bray Wyatt then coming in. Dolph Ziggler is, is sort of a late entry. Sheamus is a former champion. Like, it just felt like there wasn't, there was no dead weight in this match. I mean, when you talk about, like, Titus O'Neil was probably the most you know, innocuous guy in that entire match. And even then, it's like, okay, let's just, it's Titus O'Neil. Who cares? I like, that's pretty good. Given that this roster isn't what I would call, you know, I don't think that many people are over on this roster. I mean, we we talk about it all the time as a deep roster, a talented roster. There's not that many guys over, but it felt like it just felt like a hot product in this match. And I don't know why. It just felt like everybody had a purpose, everybody had a meaning, everybody had something to do, which is is rare because they really don't. <laughs> so that's what's what's funny about. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. There's not many people that are over in a traditional sense on the roster. Um, they did get into Ambrose against Triple H in the final two, <laughs> which was silly because at that point, a blind man could see that Triple H was going to win. Um, but they did get behind Ambrose at that point. So I think they're they're starting to rehab Ambrose a little, but I think the damage has been done with him. And at the end of the day, they're always going to go back to making him a rodeo clown. So, um, it, you know, I don't think it's going to matter. But, but yeah, I agree with it, pretty much everything you just said. Cool. Um, other parts of this, do you want to talk about the, I mean, we talked about the finish a little bit. Do you, is there anything more you need to add to Triple H winning? No, I mean, I just, I'm indifferent to it. And I know that yeah. I get why people hate it. And I get, you know, I understand. I just, I, you know, it's. Whatever, it's that we're title. We're on the same like, page here. I, I, I don't have a strong, I, yes, yeah, I don't. There's, there's periods of time where I just don't give a shit about this company's main event scene. And this is one of those times. I don't care what they do at the top of the card right now. As long as yeah. the authority is around, I know that's not for me. And this is a wrestling company that that has a little bit of something for everyone. I'll get into my NXT takeovers. 
I'll be into Kevin Owens. I'll be into Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And there's stuff that I can sink my teeth into with this. Neville. Movie. I'm really into Neville lately. I think he's sure. an awesome. Sure. You know, pick whoever you like, whatever you're into. If you're into New Day, maybe it's New Day, whatever. You know, there's plenty to sink your teeth into with this company without having to get all wrapped up in the main event scene and let it bring you down. I mean, it's it's it stinks. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's probably not for a lot of people listening to this. We're all sick of the authority. Just, uh, you know, it is what it is. I just check out during that stuff. You know, when I watch Raw on my DVR and I know that Stephanie McMahon is going to come out for the first 20 minutes, I usually have it on mute and I'm listening to a podcast or I'm, you know, uh, settling in after coming home from work. I'm not even, I'm, I have like one eye on it. You know what I mean? And then when I see things I'm interested in come on the screen, I unmute it and I watch it and I pay attention. That's how you have to treat this company. Mm-hmm. It really is. You'll enjoy this company a lot more if you treat it that way. Uh, Charlotte Becky Lynch. I wanted to talk about that match. What were your thoughts on that? Because I I really liked it, and a lot of people I saw I saw kind of mixed stuff, but I think by and large most people enjoyed it. I I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a well worked match, marred by a lot of Ric Flair nonsense. I I, mm-hmm. I, I I will agree with that. I thought I thought without him it was very good, kind of very uber heel, uber babyface dynamic of Becky Lynch, who's just a fan. I mean, Becky Lynch is just such a good babyface, and Charlotte's going into such a good role as a heel, and I thought that dynamic was great. Yeah, and then the end got a little, I, I kind of irked me a little bit, because then Flair got involved with a lot of the, the, the throwing junk, the but co- I thought... Throwing the coat in her face, I mean... Yeah, that was just In a, plain a, a view of the ref, thing. I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean... Everything, everything prior to that, I really... I, I, the, the ending really did hurt a little bit for me, but I thought the work... Um, uh, by both. I, I thought, you know, Becky was, was great and, and Charlotte was great in this one as well. Charlotte is just really coming into her own a, a, as a heel, really lo- working a lot better. And, and Becky, like I said at the top, is such a good face. And she worked such a dynamic, you know, you can, you can just tell the difference. This, this girl is meant to be, you know, a, a big time face. And unfortunately, the results uh, might not, you know, be that way. But well, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I really don't like agree this. with the idea that she's losing too much because I think that works for her. There's some people that that works for. Mm-hmm. She's kind of got that Sami Zayn thing about her, where yeah, oh no, no, I, I was mostly talking about then the you know the, the finality of the match was of, of course Sasha oh, Banks coming in, sort of making the challenge, and it was kind of like all right, Becky, you just kind of wait your turn again. Like, you're at the no, back I think line. Becky's like, going to be in the mix with them. I I, I'd be fine with that if they I do that. It's going to be a three okay way thing. Um, hey now, but I think that um, you know it's it's <laughs> I told you I told you Rich, but I but I think that um, the fact that see I saw a lot of people complaining that. Uh, she's losing too much, and she's not. She's got to win the. T- I don't agree. I, I think she. Has I don't that, think she loses too much by losing. I think uh, Becky's got that thing where it's better when she's chasing, and it's, and she's the keeps getting closer, keeps getting closer. I think that's her story. I think that fits her charisma best, where she's constantly chasing, she's constantly getting closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You brought you brought up Zane, right? Zane's my For, example because he's yeah exactly he's the yeah ultimate yeah. example of that. I mean, he's the number one example of that sort of dynamic, and I think that's. What her dynamic is, I don't think she's the kind of babyface who's gonna who people are gonna lose faith in if she keeps losing. Some babyfaces have that dynamic, where if they keep losing, people will lose faith in them. I don't think that's her. I think I think that's a good spot for her. I think that's a good role for her. So I don't I don't agree with that sentiment at all. But I, and I do like look finally, get Banks in the mix, get her away from this team bad nonsense. <laughs> in five minutes, they got her over. And let her go out there and do what she it's unbelievable. best. Be cocky. In five minutes, yeah. she she erased like months worth of stupid 40-person creative departments of, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to – in five minutes, she just kicked ass and left, and it was like, boom. There you go. Five minutes is all it took. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like it's not hard. It's so easy to get people over in wrestling. I, I, I agree. Have her come out and kick ass. The end. <laughs> Yay. Like it's, it's unbelievable. 
with the months prior. Think of what they were doing the past few months. I yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it took nothing. It took her kicking somebody and then putting in her finisher. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. And now and, awesome. and now the and now the ball's really in her court because now she's gonna have a chance to go out there and perform. Yeah. So now you know it, it's now the booking excuses are gone because she's gonna be involved in big time matches. Uh, that have focus and that get time, and and I believe she will deliver. We'll see, but this is good. Get her. Get, it's official. The team bad stuff is gone, right? I mean, yes. Oh yeah, I, I think so. So no, didn't Hopefully. they shoot? An angle? <laughs> if we're lucky, I think they yes. shot an angle but, for SmackDown. I'm not certain 100. percent Yeah, we're, SmackDown's going on as we're recording this, or um, or, or we'll go on tomorrow. But yeah, I haven't read the spoilers, so yeah, I don't know. So so yeah, I I, I like that angle. I thought it was a well worked match. The thing with Ric Flair is. He's got some of that subtlety hammer stuff because you know, Rich, I don't know if you knew this, but he's the dirtiest player in the game. I've heard, yes. Yes. But see, they they look, go watch classic Ric Flair angles where he earned that reputation in the 80s, and then watch the shit that he does now. And it's like not even close to the same. It's just the, it's the WWE subtlety hammer at play. The dirtiest player in the game is a guy who throws his sport coat in the opponent's face in plain view <laughs> of the referee. He's just a caricature of the dirtiest player in the game at this yeah. point. So it's 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 silliness, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a very well worked match. Uh, any other thoughts about the other two matches? Yeah, the tag team titles, uh, New Day, uh, Usos. Any thoughts on that match? I liked it I really a lot it. better the second time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I thought it was an average, mediocre match. The second time I watched it, I really loved it, and I thought the finish was fantastic. The finish where. Um, uh, one of the Usos. I still, I will never be able to tell them apart. <laughs> I don't, I don't know them either. Somebody gave us uh, something to remember them, and I already forgot what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the one thing is like whose side of the face it's painted on, but I'm like, I don't. There, things are happening. I don't you know whose side. And you and you what. expect me to remember that anyway? I mean, <laughs> exactly. I always forget it the second you're like, it's got to be something different. You got to give me something else to 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 do. Yeah, but so Biggie does the blind tag on Kofi. Kofi's getting his ass kicked. Biggie does a blind tag. Ref sees it. No one else sees it. One of the Usos goes to the top for what would have been the match-ending big splash. Big E slides into the ring, catches him in midair, and delivers the big ending and gets the pin. That was a fantastic finish. Very creative. Perfect. Pulled it off perfectly. A lot of things could have went wrong with that finish, but they really nailed it. Big E is a tremendous pro wrestler. I, <clears throat> I, love, the, oh, he's I love the spear he does through the ropes, and I, lo- I love a, a lot of the power spots that he does. This finish was great. That's a guy who I don't know how old is he? Is he thirty yet? He probably uh, Biggie Langston. Let me see. I think he's just now approaching thirty, if I remember correctly. Twenty nine. Yeah, he's twenty nine. Uh, as oh no, March. Yeah, in March he'll turn. 30. He's got a great personality. He's a smart guy. He's very witty. If you follow him on Twitter, um, that is someone who, if they wanted to, they can get behind and really do something. I've said that forever. I said whenever they wanted to, they they, they could snap their fingers and he'd be a star. But I, I you know, I get the feeling that it's never going to happen. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and, and Kofi is a great guy to have on the roster. He's a good worker. He's a good hand. He's, he's, he's versatile. He's proven that he can have some personality now with this New Day thing. And Xavier Woods is what he is. Look, he's, he's an okay worker. He's not a, a great worker. I don't even know if I'd call him a good worker. Um, but again, he has a ton of personality too, and he's the kind of guy who they're always going to have a role for him. I could see Xavier Woods being on the roster in some capacity for like 20 years. They're going to mm-hmm. find something for him to do, even if it's not in the ring. I mean, for the most part, he's not even a wrestler now. You know, I don't even know if they see him as a wrestler today, and he's like 28 years old or whatever it is. But it's like, you know, he'll be a guy who's always around. They like the fact he's going to have a doctorate. 
Yeah, I was going to say, he's there for life because he's got a PhD. So So they like that. You know they love that. So, you know, they're always going to find something for him to do. But he's talented enough where it won't be like this token thing where he's the guy with the PhD. He's useful and he's versatile. He can do a lot of things. So it's not like Otunga, who they're just keeping on retainer for legitimate legal advice and has no other purpose. That guy serves no other purpose. He has no charisma. He doesn't serve any wrestling purpose. This is a guy who they're going to keep around and and he will serve a purpose. I could see him being under their employee for 20 years. Um, and then the Kalisto uh, Alberto Del Rio. What were your thoughts on that match? Uh, it was all right. I mean, it was an Alberto Del Rio match, but it 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 held my attention. The thing that annoys me about it is they just pound home and pound home and pound home the idea that Callisto is small. We get it. He's small. You got Jerry Jerry Lawler when they kick it back to the desk. Oh, I think there's a mosquito attack. Like, come on, Law- can Lawler just go away? <laughs> Please, can, I can would. Can Lawler just go away? I mean, come on. Can he had a heart attack? Can he just go home and rest and watch Cleveland Browns games, and just get out of get out of our hair, please? I mean, can he can he finally meet another twenty three year old that just wears him out and just he wants to stay home and bang her all night? I mean, just get, get him out of here. I'm tired of Lawler. But it's not just him. It's it's the, the whole thing. Like Callisto is small, so we have to pound home the idea that he's small and that he's an underdog and that he shouldn't be winning and that he's tiny and that he's small. Did I mention that he's small? And it just drives you nuts. I mean, maybe it's not a big upset. He won two of the matches against the guy. Okay, so can we stop calling it an upset? Maybe if we just push the guy and stop telling everybody that it's a big upset and that he's small, that people will get behind him. But if you're constantly reminding people that he's tiny and that the wins are upsets, then no, he's not going to get over. Yeah, every match is an upset. Uh, It's always my favorite. Oh, he pulls it out again. Like, he's won like 20 times. He's beat the guy two out of three. Let's just clean as a sheet in the middle of the ring. I mean, if you, but isn't the idea to get people over so they make a little money for you? Stop telling people they're upsets. The first one, okay, I could buy it. But then when he beats him the second time, then the narrative should be, well, this guy's really good despite his size. You know, you know, like, wouldn't that make more sense? It's crazy. It, that's what drives you nuts about that. The poor guy's <laughs> never going to get a fair shot because he's, you know, nope. they're, they're, this is, no matter how long he's with the company, they're going to remind you how tiny he is. It's, it's crazy. Then they wonder why they can't get guys over. And I thought Del Rio was particularly bad in this one too, but that's to be known. I, 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 I hate Del Rio so much. I, I really just wish he does something and just gets fired or quits. Or I, I, I think he sucks. He's so bad. Does nothing for me anymore, but yeah. I don't even need to go over that. He's just garbage. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it for the Royal Rumble? Any other thoughts? No, I mean, uh, that's every match. And uh, went over the Rumble match. I think, I think that's about it. Yeah, that was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I'm right with you. Uh, Fantasca Mania. Um, I'm still kind of catching up on some of the stuff. I've seen a lot of the big matches. Uh, maybe let, let's first talk about the, kind of the tour itself. Uh, what did you think of the tour? I thought it was uh, really fun of, of the things I saw. And it's always a fun tour. But I thought this one in particular, uh, because there's just so many moving parts going on with New Japan right now and, and different people coming in and leaving and going. I just thought it was a very uh, kind of newsworthy Fantasca Mania where in previous years it's just kind of been. It's been always a fun set of shows. But I thought this one in particular you, you kind of had to pay attention to. I thought that this – now, I didn't see the first three shows, but I saw the three Cork and Hall shows. And from what I saw in the three Cork and Hall shows, this was the most enjoyable Fantastica Mania that I've, that I've seen since they've been doing it since 2011 or whatever it is. And they really haven't really kicked it into high gear with these things like really the last three years because previous to that, they didn't bring as many people over and the shows were more you know uh, lower key. But the last three years when it's really been a thing, 
this has been the best one to me. I thought this was the best group of guys overall top to bottom that they've brought over since they've been doing these shows. And I thought that the three shows that I watched, I didn't see one match I didn't like or that I just thought was average or that I didn't enjoy. The matches are either all excellent or incredibly fun on all three of those Cork and Hall shows. And, and that's, that's a rare thing. And, you know, you look at New Japan this year. They've had three shows on New Japan. They've had six shows. On, what is it, five shows? Five shows on New Japan World, right? Wrestle Kingdom, New Year Dash, and the three Fantastic Mania shows. Yeah, correct. And all five of them have been a shit ton of fun. I mean, that, that, that's a good run that they're on here with these New Japan World shows because these Fantastic Mania shows ruled. And, of course, it was the Dragon League Kamatachi match that everybody's talking about, which is going to finish on a lot of match of the year lists. I mean, you know, I don't know if it'll be people's number one. But this is going to be a match that's in the mix for a lot of people's top tens at the end of the year. I know, I know it's going to be in the mix for mine. I'd be surprised if it's, if it's not at least in the conversation for my top ten. Um, I thought it was an excellent match, right on par with now. Now they've had nine matches. This was their tenth match, nine of which have now made tape, and I've seen four. I saw three of the the three most hyped CMLL matches, and I saw this match, and this was on par with the other three that I saw. Uh, you can sit there and split hairs and, and argue over which of the four was better. They were all great matches. These guys just have great chemistry together. And presumably they're going to have an, an 11th match because mm-hmm. he's going back to Mexico for now. He's going to have to drop that title back to Dragon Lee at some point. Unless uh, I guess he could lose it to someone else, right? But you would think that Dragon Lee... I would, yeah, I would assume it goes back to Dragon Lee, but I, not. I don't know the CML booking, so I, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to try to <laughs> try to guess. Well, I would do. think that Dragon Lee would be would have to definitively finally yeah. beat him before he goes right. back to Japan for good. So they're going to have another match, and um, it'll probably be great again. But I loved this match. I thought it was uh, a match of the year contender for sure. Yeah, and I think it's going to pop up, and, and, and rightfully so. It had a different uh, – the atmosphere was great as well. People understood that it was a big-time match. Uh, it was you know, worthy of, of, of caring about people. There, there was a lot of focus on it. You could tell the crowd was hot uh, throughout. And those two guys, I mean, they will just absolutely – you know, do anything it seems to win that title, and I thought that was a really cool aspect of it as well. These guys just took these just insane risks, and it's like that's what I need. This you know, this title means as much to me, and that's why this series has been great uh, of the matches I've seen. I think I've seen three as well. The dates always escape me because I they get lumped together. I forget. You know, when we're doing this match of the year, there's like you know one in December, one in August, one in February, and it's like ah, I I I mix up which three I saw. But um, you probably saw you know, the same those, three that I saw. I'm sure I did. Yeah, I saw I, December, August, and then January or March. May, I think May, I forgot May. if it's January or March or May. I, it's one of those. Yeah, I, I forget exactly, but um, yeah, they always take like, and that's one of the things I love about them is that they're they're just willing to take these risks, and it just this title means so much to them, and it's it's a really fun. Um, you know, the closing stretch of this one, I thought in particular w- w- was great. You know, Dragon Lee locks in that submission. I don't know. I don't know what he calls it again. You know, I'm not an a, a ardent uh, CML fan, but he locks in that submission and the fans who, I think that's another thing that I really loved about this entire tour as well. Like we, we I don't know if we give enough credit to those Japanese fans that they're not idiots about CML. Like they know the guys, they know their moves. They know what's important. Like the crowd is nuts. Like you assume that if you put this show on in front of like, you know what I mean? Like if you brought CML to I, I, I pick a random American city, Chicago. It comes to Chicago or whatever. No one's going to care. Like you'll be like five or ten. Or people the people that are there oh. will politely cheer. Yeah, like these people are going nuts. Like when when he locks in, because so you got Kamatachi who's trying to get out of that submission because he needs to get that other arm 
uh, to really lock it in. And like the crowd's going nuts. And then when Dragon Lee grabs the other arm and locks it in, they go nuts because they're like, all right, it's over. We got a title change. He's won or whatever. And they're going crazy. And it's like, this isn't their home crowd. Like this is a, a, a continent away. This is an ocean away. And this crowd's going nuts for him, right. which is a, a testament to how good these guys really are, and then be a testament to how smart those fans are as well. They're very, you know, these guys come over and they don't just go, okay, well, let's just go to the show and, you know, see. Like, they do their, you know, they do their due diligence. They know who these guys were. And we saw that the, uh, and I believe uh, it was night five when, when, when Kamitachi came back, you know, he unmasked and, you know, we, we saw that a few months prior with, you know, Watanabe who comes out unmasked and the crowd just goes, huh? <laughs> you know, who's that? I don't really. Whereas Kamitachi comes out unmasked and the crowd just goes fucking apeshit immediately. Yeah. Like they knew who he was and they cared instantly about him. They go, oh, my God, this guy's back. And and that's they know what he's up to. They know what he's been doing. And that was a testament to that as well. Whereas Watanabe, you, you know, I don't think they were following, you know, the no matches that he was wrestling in America or whatever. But again, it, it just speaks volumes to how educated that crowd was as well but yeah in this match particular it showed that as well because they they made it seem like it was a big deal and they worked it like a big deal as well it was it was it was neck and neck till the end you know until Kamatachi pulled it out or whatever and then there was even sort of shock when he won it as well i think a lot of people of course you know rightfully assumed that dragon lee was going to win but yeah no, i i loved it i thought it was really good they gasped when he take took off the mask on night five and revealed himself they knew exactly oh, yeah who how was. cool was that and then the match was like a star making match it was that good and and you know and you're right they they the the major stars they they're familiar with ultimo guerrero and valador all the key stars they they uh, uh mystico they they know their moves. They know their taunts. They know their mannerisms. Um, uh, you know these. How much fun was Ultimo Guerrero having on these shows? I mean, he's oh, he just a, yeah. a shit-eating grin on his face the entire time. Uh, he looked genuinely surprised at how over he was, and he was just having the time. They of his all life. did. There was a lot of guys that yeah. seemed like they were yeah. <laughs> Kevin Ario's another one. Mystico. All these guys. They they have to let Kevin Ario stay, please. It's not going to happen. Doesn't oh, look like anybody's staying. Please. So, um, you know, and, and Kevin Ariel, of course, you know, teaming with Okada and Nakamura and they're all wearing six months, a, six months, not even a year, six not months, happen. Oh. no one's staying. So, uh, Nakamura and the, the New Japan guys having the time of their life too, you know, mm-hmm. Okada busting out his lucha grappling. <laughs> okay. Okada loves it. Okay. That's his favorite tour of the whole, you can tell he, he loves doing six man, like lucha style. Back matches. to his he's roots, doing, man. And he, yeah, exactly. he's doing his, his arm drags and his, his slow ass lucha grappling and and that he looks like he's thinking through every step of the way and he's having a lot of fun with it and and Nakamura just uses it as a chance. I mean that that's he's gonna miss that as well because he just uses it as a chance to just dance around and be an idiot, which is is great. He should. He's got the bone nunchucks. <laughs> he's got the nunchucks. The bone <laughs> nunchucks. You know, and how good is Fuego? I mean, oh, Fuego. I mean, I, I gift the uh, keep the, the, that I'm guy here. I mean, you know, CMLL yeah, does nothing of- with him, so just keep him here. You know, and that's a guy, you know, if he works six mans the entire year like Dorada did, so what? He's so him charismatic. If they, if, they, if they make him and Juice Robinson stay together forever. He might get juice I'm, over. I'm yeah. I, like, and it was. Like, like just, let's just have him come out and dance like fucking idiots. Whatever. And everyone like, who teamed with Fuego did the Fuego dance. <laughs> Kushida was the best. He was wearing like a, a cardboard head box on his head or it was a, it was a, It was a, his mask was a watch. Because yes. time splitter thing, so he's wearing. He looked like something out of uh, out of. But he made it in like the back. He made it in like four minutes before he came out. He was like, "What am I gonna do? Wait, <laughs> I'll make a watch." He it's looked like, like a kaiju big battle character. Yes, he did. Yes, with, exactly. That, that, that had a clock for a head. He looks like the uh, LMFO. Uh, what what the hell was that terrible song that played nonstop for? Uh, oh 
what the fuck was the name of that song? You know what I'm talking about. LFO, the agri- Abercrombie no, Party Rock Fitch yeah. song? No, 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 no. That's like... That was LFO. That was some LFO, yeah, yeah. That's LFO. No, it was uh, LMA. Uh, it was the terrible, like, they, they were into just, like, party rock for a while. Oh, this one's yeah, actually yeah, called... yeah. I forget the name of that song. But the video, there's, like, that blockhead guy that, that dances around. He looked like, he looked like Dr. Cube from fucking Cola, yeah. is what he looked like. Yeah. You know, the fucking... But, yeah, it, 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 it's, it, th- these shows were just top to bottom a shit ton of fun. Some of the matches got shortchanged on time. I mean, that's always going to happen. Um, but nothing, you know, everything was either good or really, really fun. I strongly recommend watching all three. People ask me, oh, you know, what matches should I watch? I was like, yeah, that doesn't, all you of can't them. do it right. Yeah, you don't do it right if you just pick and choose matches. I mean, there's nothing to skip here. You know, even the ones on paper that don't look great. It's just, you know, the, you know, the leftover six-man tag with the guy. But here's the thing, too. These shows are always so well-booked from show to show. There really isn't any throwaway matches because, you know, once they get to Corican, stuff that happens on night four sets up night five, and then stuff that happens on night five sets up night six. It's like a nice little three-day deal where everything interplays into each other, and they're setting up the title matches that are coming up the next night. And, you know, you had that, that, those random tag teams, those Arena Coliseo tag team titles that were on the line in, in one of the matches. And it's just, it, it, they were just, these shows were just, I know, it, it's like, People are probably tired of me saying this, but the shows were just fun. They were just so fun. Yeah, they were. You know, you just have a smile. Just had, I had a grin. I had a grin the entire time when I was watching them. Just like from ear to ear, I was just smiling. Like, and that's great. You can't beat that. And I'll tell you, Ultimo Guerrero and Mystico had to follow that awesome Dragon Lee Kamatachi match on night six. And they worked a completely different style of match and went out there and had a hell of a match. Ultimo- I've not watched that one yet. That, that's the point. I've, I've I've stopped. I only I the only thing I've seen from Night Six is the the, the Kamatachi Dragon Lee. So I got to go back and watch that whole show. But all the others I've seen. Yeah, but. and then and then you know Mephisto and Volador have to go out in main event after following those two fucking matches, after following a match of the year contender, and you know a couple of Charisma machines in the next match who were over like crazy who went out there and had a good match. They had to go out there in main event. And they went out there and had a completely different style of match, and they killed it. All three of those matches were fantastic. And I'll tell you, what I was impressed with with Volador Jr. and, uh, and Mephisto was a lot of times on these Fantastic Mania shows, the tour-ending match ends up just being a wacky-ass spot fest of guys just trading dives. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. fine and is fun to watch. They went out there, and they worked a deliberate pace, and they had a match that felt like a tour-ending main event match. And, and I, you know, I don't know if people know what I mean when I say that, but it felt like a proper tour-ending main event match, and I thought they worked a, a pretty brilliant style too for, for the spot that they were in because following that Kamatachi Dragon Lee, those two matches really had to do something different. And, 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 and again, like you said, give credit to those Cork and Hall fans because they stayed with every match. They didn't get burnt out. They were there three nights in a row. Uh, and, and everything was over from the first match of the fourth night until the main event of the sixth night. Highly enjoyable shows. Highly recommended. Go out of your way to watch them. Uh, real thing. You know, we're talking about, you know, WWE and, and these guys getting over in front of random crowds. Um, or in front of, you know, the, 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 the reduce of the the smark in the IWC or whatever. Anyway, uh, WWE tweeted out or uh, on Facebook, I uh, just put a uh, breaking news. The rumors are true. Shinsuke Nakamura is coming to WWE NXT and will be at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Full details below. Now, this is WWE's main Facebook page that posted this. Uh, as we're recording right now, 
uh, that has 15,000 likes, uh, little, or actually, oh, I just refreshed, 16,000, and roughly uh, 2,500 shares. So it's been shared to 2,500 different people's news feeds, and 16,000 people have liked it, and there are four, looks like 450 comments on it right now. So, yeah. Yeah. As I mentioned, <laughs> it's not hard to figure out that these things are coming. I mean, this is their main, fa- I mean, they're, people are on Facebook, so they're seeing this, you know what I, like, it, it's, yeah, it. The IWC is dead. <laughs> People are going to know who every one of these guys are. They're my, Carl Anderson, maybe not. Maybe not Austin Aries, but the big guys, they're going to know who they are. So, yeah. Just thought I'd bring that up because I thought it was interesting. Uh, anything else New Japan-wise? Of course, we have the, uh, the Hiroshi Tanahashi injury news. Do we know anything yet well, I mean, about no that? News. Or have we, we heard know any he updates? separated yeah. a shoulder on night five. He worked night six, supposedly, with the injured shoulder. Um, and he hasn't been pulled from any of the dates. That's all we know. New Japan mm-hmm. caught a break here, and I'm going to tell you why. He wasn't booked for anything important at New Beginning yet anyway, assuming that he wasn't X. And I, I don't think he's X. Um, but assuming he's not X, he wasn't, in any of the, he wasn't in anything that was announced for New Beginning anyway. He was going to be just in tags or whatever underneath. So if he is out, they really caught a break because he's going to be out for two shows that he wasn't a key part of to begin with. So... They could they could hypothetically pull him from those shows because they're not using his they're not using any of his matches to sell the tickets is what I'm getting at here. Right. So you can hypothetically pull him from that as opposed to where if this would have happened in a month where he was main eventing or semi main eventing on one of the shows, they'd be in deep shit. You know, we're, you know, look, it's never good if that guy gets hurt, especially in the situation that they're in. But they kind of caught a break with the timing if he's going to have to miss some time. Absolutely, yeah, and, and like I said, we don't have anything uh, right now. I'm sure something like major will drop immediately when we, we hit stop on this podcast. But as far as we know, right now, yeah, he just no dislocated shoulder. Um, they showed I, I, there was he was tweeting out some pictures of him in the gym. I don't know if he was in the gym, but uh, I think he was helping out uh, Kamatsu and, and Tanaka. Which, by the way, before we go off, uh, Kamatsu and Tanaka they had their send off as well. That was a uh, very sad moment. I know you said you were you were. Almost in tears at the the idea that when they, our they, little young they, boys are moving they on. They give a promo on night, um, I guess it's six. six. They yeah. lose the opener. And um, yeah, I mean, it just it all sinks in, you know. It's like these guys are going. And, you know, it was kind of sad, you know, because fans are not supposed to respond to young lions the way that they've responded to these guys. And me and you have been saying it for four years now. You know what I mean? Since we've been watching these guys in 2012. They're unusual. They really are. And I know a lot of newer fans who are Ustream era fans or New Japan World era fans or Okada era fans may not realize it. But you'll see with the next group, it's like young. this is not normal for, new, for young Lions to be this good and this charismatic and to connect with crowds the way that these guys did. Right. And I think part of it was that they were around for so long. I mean they were around for a long time. And they ended up getting very good because they were around for so long, and that helped. Um, but but regardless of why or the circumstances, there is something special about these two guys in terms of charisma, and and you know it, it's it is not always like this. And I and I know I always make this point, but you know we all have New Japan World now. A lot of people that listen listening do go back and watch the Young Lion matches of Kamatachi, who is an all world worker now. Go watch his stuff. Go watch Watanabe. Go watch Evil stuff. They were in the same uh, class, and they were also with uh, Desperado Makami. All three of them, you know, ranging from, you know, Kamatachi is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, and Desperado is is a solid wrestler. Evil's a solid wrestler. 
But go watch those guys when they were young Lions in 2010, 2011, right before Komatsu and Tanaka came into the fold. The matches are there on New Japan World. Uh, in fact, go watch the World Tag League 2011 where they worked openers against Taka Mishinoku every night. Go watch those matches, and you will see what I'm talking about. They totally, they totally lacked any semblance of charisma. There was nothing special about their work. And all three of these guys are, are pretty good workers now, and one of them is one of the best in the world. So it is highly unusual to have young Lions who are already this advanced and who connect with the crowd the way these guys. These guys yeah. over as much. As that's, that's, I think, the biggest part as well. It's just that the crowd just got so invested in them. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, let's watch these guys for a little bit and then they're going to be going away before we, you know, get the chance to really, you know, like them. Not with these guys. Like, you had the chance. I mean, they were there since, you know, what, late 2012 we talked about. And they... They hung. You had that chance. You you kind of were always sort of wondering, okay, when are they going to go? When are they going to go? And it was like, oh, maybe they're here for a long time. Then yeah, people got emotionally invested in it. And that, that crowd, you know, maybe not just us, but I think it's important that that home crowd as well decided that these guys were something special, and, and rightfully so. They were something special, but that it was just a different connection than you got with most of these other things, where people are sitting on their hands during you know most young boy or young line matches, where this was not that. People anticipated these matches. People liked these guys. Yeah, man. I mean, shit. Hiromu Takahashi. He he was in. The um, best of the Super Juniors in 2012, I think. So there you go. I mean, just go watch those matches. And now he's Kamatachi and he's all world. And he was a, just a non – he was a nothing guy in that tournament. I mean, a nothing guy. It, it, by contrast, you know, um, Yohei Komatsu was in this year's best of the Super Juniors. And, and a couple of his matches got offended in our match of the year poll. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's unheard of. It's legitimately unheard of how good these guys are. So do not take it for granted. And that's why I kind of – it kind of hit me as like, wow, you know, these guys were really something special. And it's funny. I wrote this in one of the Fantastica Mania reviews. And, and, you know, it sounds crazy. But with the exception of Shinsuke Nakamura, regardless of all these other guys leaving, whether it's Guns and Gallows, whether it's The Kingdom, whether it's even AJ, even AJ Styles, all these guys who are not going to be in New Japan this year who were there last year, I think with the exception of Nakamura, I think the biggest hole on these cards are going to be Kamatsu and Tanaka. Yeah, those openers. You can always rely on those openers. You know, yeah. even more so than AJ Styles, because I think Omega is going to competently replace AJ Styles. Yeah, I think they're going to leave a bigger hole. Not, and I'm not talking business now. And everyone, I hope everybody realizes that before we get stupid, <laughs> yeah, stupid right. tweets. I'm talking as far as holes on the card. As a fan, they're going to leave a bigger hole than anybody who's not going to be there this year, with the exception of Nakamura. More than Dorada, more than Guns and Gallows, more than The Kingdom, more than even AJ Styles, more than any of these guys who aren't going to be around. I mean, and, 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 and look, I hope these new guys are, are, are great. I really do. I, you know, that would be awesome. But it, 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 I'm telling you, I promise you, they're not going to be at this level. They're just not. It just doesn't work that way. Um, well, yeah, and I think it's kind of funny as well because one of the things we always – and we, we've wrote these in our reviews now for like two years is like I remember every young Lions match I do it. I do not skip this match. Yeah. Like I know like it's kind of easy sometimes to go, I'm just going to get to the you know the, the post-intermission, but it was like you could not skip their matches ever. I mean there were some – there were some um, – you know, we talk about World Tag Leagues. Uh, we talk about – I mean those were the 
the best matches were, were stuff with those guys in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, there were Road 2 shows where a lot of the stuff was just, you know, these crappy six men and all that sort of stuff. But it was like, no, the, like, these are the best matches on this show. Like, yeah. I legitimately reviewed a card and I said the best two matches on the card were all the young boy tags at the beginning of the show. Like, and, and that's not even that's not even hyperbole. They were just legitimately good. So, yeah. There are, there are like some Road 2 shows where they're in the best match. Because, oh, easily, because everybody's easily. mailing it in and they never mailed it in. Because they no. can't if they mail it in, they're in deep shit. They got to get their ass kicked, <laughs> literally. Yeah. And there's like major shows and semi-major shows where they're in like the third or fourth or second best match. Sometimes that's crazy talk. That's it's just insanity. So they'll be in CMLL, and I will f- definitely be keeping my eye on for those guys, Raijin and Fujin. I believe their names are. Yeah, Raijin yeah, I believe Fujin. that's their names. Yep. And they will be part of uh, Okamura's Yellow Wave, as all of the uh, Japanese men who go over there are, with that highly racist gimmick. Uh, <laughs> the yellow wave. Yes. Well, so, yeah. so, you know, it, is it as racist as uh, Naito opening his eyes? So that they, <laughs> which was a product of the Mexican fans mocking him for having slanted <laughs> eyes. So Naito's answer to that was, well, I'm going to open up my eye for you. Then you, can't, yeah, make, there you, then you can't make fun of my slanty eyes. His aren't even that small. I mean, you can't honest. make it up. That's pro wrestling. <laughs> no, that's literally yeah. what it is, which, uh, yeah, it's and oh god. <laughs> but uh, one of the cool things too about uh, Kamatsu and Tanaka is that we've heard that they might, you know, be making some Ring of Honor trips as well. Uh, or being there. I mean, I think they chose absolutely the right place. I mean, I, I think you all agree. I, I don't think we talked about this yet, you and I. But uh, CMLL, the best spot for them. Absolutely. You think I so? mean, just look. Yeah, look I agree. I mean, look at yeah. Recent track records. It's not even yeah. close. I mean, well, because you have it goes back to like you know you got Goto, Nakamura, Naito are all guys that came back and improved. Uh, obviously, Kamatachi. Um, am I skipping? Or am I missing anybody? Kamatachi and El Desperado. Oh yeah, Desperado, of course. Yeah. There, Naito and Yujiro were before. Uh, were, were there? I don't. Was Goto? Did Goto? Go to I think Goto was there. I'm almost positive he was. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't remember. You, you, you might be right. And then, yeah, Nakamura, of course. Um, he didn't go on excursion there, but he went made many trips there. And uh, and Naito, of course, most recently made the trip there and came back with the gimmick. And it's just it it, it it's got the best track record in terms of um, turning these guys into some. I mean, people forget because of Kamatachi Fever, but you know um, when when El Desperado was there, you know he had a nice run in CMLL. He didn't have a run on the level of Kamatachi, but he had a really good run there. And 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 Lucha fans uh, really enjoyed his work there. And and a lot of people felt when he came back to Japan as El Desperado, he took a step backwards. So. Um, that's something to consider too, and of course, no one's paying attention except for me, you, and and you know the fifty people that go to the shows. But he's doing really good work in Noah now, so he's starting to really find his footing. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going. Yeah, there are about only fifty people going to Noah shows these days. So is, you know, it's but he's doing good work there <laughs> for sure, and I think working with Taka Mishinoku every night has something to do with that. But we'll, oh, certainly, we'll talk about that later. But I mean, yeah, that's the spot you, you want to go to CMLL, and these guys mm-hmm. asked to go there, so. You know, they're not dumb, you know, and, and it's look, you look at Watanabe and the horrible circumstances of his excursion in the United States. And, you know, why wouldn't you want to go to Mexico? I mean, that's 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 the spot to be. And if you want to read more about Watanabe's horrible experience, buy the book and read Watanabe's entry that I wrote. And uh, I give you a little bit of dirt in that. Entry. Yeah, voice of wrestling dot com. A little bit, of, little, bit of, right. little bit of dirt in that Watanabe entry. Oh, absolutely, yeah. On the right sidebar, if you're ever interested in, in buying the book, if you go to voicerest.com, you'll see it on the right sidebar there. We have all the, all the links. If you want to buy it on Amazon or if you want to name your own price on PayHip, we have that as well. Um, before we get to our next topic, Joe, do you want to give a Lucha Underground trivia question? Oh, okay. Question number two. 
and I should note because I don't remember if I noted it uh, last time, but question number uh, – you, you can only win one poster. So you can't answer a trivia question and win the tweet contest and win with McCarran on Monday. You can only win one total poster. So uh, I just wanted to make note of that. Trivia question number two. We were just talking about the New Japan book, right, Rich? We were. There was one New Japan World show (laughs) in 2015 that we did not review on Voices of Wrestling. Only one show did we miss. That should be worth two posters. This is a toughie. And therefore, it did not make the book. Wow. You must tell us what show we missed. Give us the date of the show. We don't need the name of the show, but if you, as long as you have the date of the show, the lone New Japan World show that we did not review on Voices of Wrestling in 2015 and thus did not make the New Japan book. That is question number two. Much like the first question, I will give a hint, it can be researched. Very easily, in fact, mm-hmm. if you don't know the answer. So that is question number two. Wow, that's a good one. As mentioned, of course, if you didn't hear at the top or if you forgot, voicewrestling.com slash forum. Uh, if you go there, you click the VOW podcast sub forum, and then you'll see a thread there that says Lucha Underground autograph poster giveaway. You click that, you put that answer right there for question number two. Make sure you specify that that is for question number two. I think we'll assume that, but just do it just in case. But yeah, that is a tough one. <laughs> that's, wow. That that's going to be what's tough. Uh, the, the, if you really do the research, you might because the other one, you know, some people might kind of know it off the top of their head. Like that's one that I you, you're going to have to do the research. So, but that's a, I mean, if you if you think you're down for that, I mean, you're going to get it right. I think there's not going to be that many people that are going to get that one. So that that's if you're willing to put the work in, that could be a nice one. Yes, that could be a nice one, man. That's that's tough. I don't know that one either. So, do you know it? These are we have to know it now. These are autograph posters, Rich. These questions hey, were I mean, yeah, easy. Yeah. This is big time Depending stuff. Depending on fucking Junior's autograph and a, a poster for you. So, yeah. If no one gets them right, we'll have to uh, come up with new... <laughs> Split them amongst ourselves. Yeah. I can promise you this. If no one gets it right and I got to come up with new questions, they're going to be harder next week. So you want the poster. Oh, I was just going to give them away to us. I was just going to send them to You us. want the poster. You do research. No, I don't really want a poster. No, research. no, no. no. <laughs> After moving, I never want anything I'm again. I'm telling the listeners. I, I don't want to own anything physical ever again after moving. I'm, I'm done forever. I think so. you'll find the third question a lot easier than the first two. Oh, no, I like that. I like the hard ones. But it's fine. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get to uh, processing Noah? They got the Great Voyage 2016 in Yokohama coming up uh, this Sunday. Anything else before we get into that, though? How about PWS splitting up? Oh, that's your big scoop. Yeah, what's going on with PWS there? Well, our, our favorite, our favorite, the 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 they're big fans of us. We're big fans of them. That's our home promotion. We uh, you know you get, we do a lot of work. Us in, you're going to get us in trouble again, aren't you, Rich? <laughs> but uh, basically, PWS doesn't exist anymore. Oh, um, the, the 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 owners, Pat Buck, of course, and Eric Pleska, the less uh, publicized of the two owners, they have split up. There were rumblings of this. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the air, but I know that you know I was talking about it behind the scenes with people for the last couple weeks. We kind of saw this one coming, and it has officially happened. The Global Force slash Pro Wrestling Syndicate show, which was canceled due to the snowstorm last weekend, which was moved to this weekend, is now just a Global Force show. It is not being co-promoted by Pro Wrestling Syndicate anymore, 
Although all of that ex pro wrestling syndicate talent is working to show, Pat Buck is working to show. Uh, I think um, Brian Myers is working to show. I think Dan Moff is working to show. I'm not 100% certain, but all whoever was booked for it previously is working it. It's just strictly a Jeff Jarrett production at this point because PWS is no more. So Eric Pleska has gone his way. Pat Buck has gone his way. Pat Buck is now business partners with Brian Myers. And, of course, that's the former Kurt Hawkins. I cannot call him PWS superstar Brian Myers anymore. That's because he's no longer PWS superstar Brian Myers. He is now WrestlePro superstar Brian Myers. It is Create a Pro Wrestling Presents WrestlePro is the wordy name of the promotion. Create a Pro Pro is their uh, wrestling, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's Brian Myers Wrestling School. And, you know, obviously Pat Buck's going to have a hand in that now, too, because there is no more... He's not going to be involved with the Pro Wrestling Syndicate Wrestling School. I don't even know if that's going to operate anymore because I – but from what I'm being – and listen, WrestlePro has a show scheduled already. They're moving forward, and they're working the same Rawway building that PWS used to run. That's the thing. Pat Buck has the building. All of the ex-talent or 90% of it will be working for Pat Buck. He has the ring. He has the lights. He has all the licenses. I mean, you know, so he's just moving forward with a different name. And in fact, a lot of the champions from the old PWS are carrying over to WrestlePro. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's just the same promotion with a different name because the name is not owned by either man. It's a 50-50 deal. Pleska and Buck, neither one of them have ownership of the PWS letters. And the PWS okay. branding, it was shared. So it, it, it's like Pat Buck is just moving on without the letters, which honestly he should do. The letters mean nothing. You know, they really do. They mean nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. If he has all the talent and he's running the same building and everybody recognizes it as the same promotion. And the posters look the same. Everything looks the yeah, same. Yeah, it's, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. And, you know, he's affiliated with High Spots, which is why Jake Manning is working the show. And, you know, they're still going to put out their DVDs or whatever. So he's got the High Spot affiliation, the ring, the, 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 the equipment, the lights, the licenses, all of the important shit. That's all Pat Buck. Pleska has nothing except half ownership of the name. So there are serious doubts. People don't – a lot of people think Eric Pleska is never going to run a show again. So you know he might just be gone. He just might be a dinosaur. He might be dust. And you know it, it's it, – I, I suppose if Pat Buck wanted to bad enough, he could try to work out a deal to get the PWS branding. But it seems as though they're just moving on without it, and, and if they feel like they don't need it. So now, for people that don't know what, what what's Eric Pluska's background in in wrestling? I have no idea. He's just been, okay. He, he's just a guy. He was the PWS guy, and and you know he was Pat Buck's business partner. And um, there there was a guy on Reddit who was saying that um, Eric Plesko was the money mark of the operation, and that Buck was just using him as a money mark. I, that's not true. I'm told that that is not true. That Eric Pluska is not a money mark, and is not like a big money backer or anything like that. It's just not true. It's not the case. They were just business partners, 50-50 down the middle. And I don't know why they split either. That's like okay. a tight-lipped thing. No one's talking or they just don't know. But there has been rumblings that it was coming. People just don't know why. If they do know why, they're not telling me. And you know, I, you know, I think I've proven over the years that some people tell me some things when it comes to the PWS. But no one seems to know what went on between these two that I haven't been able to figure out. All I know is, and, and Pleska's MIA. No, no one has talked to him either. He's gone. So, um, that's weird too. He's kind of just dropped off the planet. So the other thing here too is 
Plesko was the guy who came up with a lot of those cringy mid '90s WWF style gimmicks. Oh, okay. That okay. PWS would employ. I think you're going to see less of that in WrestlePro. Plesko's also the guy who, if you've ever been on PWS social media, they're not the most customer friendly. <laughs> they're not. No. That's Eric. Oh, he's running. That, that wasn't okay. Pat. Now you, now you would know that. You know that when that's not Pat style. Oh no, no, no. And it's like, but that was always Eric, like getting nasty with people on Facebook, and you know that was said to be Eric. So even if Eric runs, I feel like personally, the Pat Buck Brian Myers team is going to be far more successful than him anyway. Even if he runs, and even if he uses the letters, I, I, I really don't think the letters matter that much here, because I really believe that Pat Buck, I I don't want to say, I think it's the wrong terminology, but I'm going to say he was the brains of the operation. I think he's just a smarter businessman and the guy that, and look, he's got all the contacts. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say all the connections are right there. Brian Myers and Pat Buck. Yeah. yeah, If you look at the WrestlePro poster, I mean, all the usual suspects, and I'm not talking about the PWS crew. He's got the whole PWS crew. But all of the outside guys that they use are working the WrestlePro show. Your Colt Cabanas and, and you know, he's got all the contacts. They all work with him. They weren't working with Eric. They were working through Pat. So, you know, I think WrestlePro is just going to keep going down that, you know, that's the lineage of PWS and they're just going to keep doing their thing. And I think they're going to be fine. And in fact, I talked to, uh, I had information directly from a PWS talent who right before the split said, look, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're going to split. Obviously, they eventually did. But all I know is I'm booked out through December with Pat Buck for the Rawway Builder, and, and I'm booked on every show. And that hasn't changed. It's just a different name. So he's moving forward without the name. So it's kind of like it seems more drastic than it is in the eyes of fans because of the different name of the promotion, but it's really the same thing. I mean, they're, yeah. they're carrying over the champions. And he's got there's, – there's a couple – talents that are you know are siding with eric i guess or who pat's not booking maybe they're taking it as an opportunity not to book those guys now you know what i mean like i I don't know i I don't know i'm just speculating on that but all the key talents the mario bakuras the dan moffs all those they're they're all they're all working pat show it's all wrestle pro now so that's what's going on with that so you're not you're probably my my here's what i think i think you're never going to see the pws letters ever again i agree yeah it'd be silly yeah and i don't think you're ever going to see eric pleska promote a wrestling show So is your your PWS our, our final? We, we we can't say it anymore. No, we can't. it's been uh, as long as our shows existed. We've had those the PWS. School. Hey, I had a I, listen. I made my. First uh, we we can call it that. We can call it the new name, but it's just it was so easy to just say PWS scoops, just to say PWS. Just, I made you know, my first official WrestlePro scoop the other day. But it makes it. Ah, it doesn't sound the same. I announced the Great O C versus CPA match. <laughs> That's true. Which was announced just minutes after Great O was fired from TNA. <laughs> and feast are fired. So it's like I said, it's business as usual, man. Oh God! Well, now, now we know who uh, was making the calls when uh, guys get fired. We know who now officially was. <laughs> Absolutely, the guy doing those. That's you could tell from the great. Yeah, that's ah, yeah. I'm sure it'll still be fun over there. You know, they'll never change. Look, There's got to be some it's, fun. It's a stuff very successful there. indie. Yes. There's no question. Indie. You could say what you want. They may have peaked. In like 2013 or whatever, I don't think they're you know drawing 1,900 fans these days. But oh, don't start don't start throwing out estimates. <laughs> but I mean they're not. I mean now that doesn't go well. That doesn't go well. Look, when we they do can't that. even uh-huh. stretch it anymore. I mean they're not drawing 2,000 <laughs> fans, but it, it's still a very successful indie, you know. So you know they and look, you know, listen, 
We're like the only place that's ever covered them. I don't know why they get mad at us. I know they should they should reach out to us more. Absolutely. But alas, they do not. Okay. Uh pressing Noah. Got Great Voyage 2016 in Yokohama this Sunday. You wanted to preview the show. We'll have a preview up on the website as well. John Carroll's uh, got it all ready to go. By the time most of you guys probably listen to this, it'll be up uh, on voicewrestling.com uh, to check it out. But yeah, um, we talked a little bit about it, previewed it a briefly a few weeks ago. But uh, now we have the full card, and uh, it looks like a doozy. It looks like a really good one. Hopefully more than you know, 100 people show up to watch it, which I think they will. The big shows do well uh, for Noah or have still done well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the in-between shows that are not very good. But it, it feels like a hot promotion to me. I don't know if that's just us. I don't know if it's our bias or whatever. But it just feels like there's a lot of buzz and a lot of talking about it. But it's not translating over there. But that's all right because we're going to talk about it anyway. Absolutely. It's a big-time show. I think it's going to be a great show. I don't know how well it's going to draw. I don't know, look, but all I know is from an in-ring perspective, I think I cannot wait for this show. I don't know if it's airing live. I don't know when it's going to pop up, but it's a great-looking show. Yeah, I mean, the top two matches, and, and again, like I said, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but you have Go Shiozaki versus Minoru Suzuki. You know, Shiozaki trying to prove himself uh, to the NOAA uh, uh, roster as, you know, an import from all Japan. Nobody trusted him because he left them. Early. It's a great storyline. It's a deep storyline, it's, and it's it's rooted in truth as well, which is what's what's awesome about it as well, is that, you know, Shiozaki is the outsider. He's the guy who left, and now he's coming back, and you know, it's funny. He's got to kind of prove himself, and that should be a fantastic match, and then you have uh, Marufuji versus Segura uh, in the main event, uh, which is, if you've been watching NOAA lately, it's just been built up, like, crazy and I, I mean crazy in the literal sense because Sakura just is like his chest is bleeding every single night and it's 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 kind of disgusting but it's kind of cool as well at the same time it's just been been really fun and uh uh Minoru Suzuki has promised as well he there there was rumors that he promised that he would leave if he lost or whatever I, I don't know if we've ever been able to confirm exactly that he said that but I have been able to confirm or at least we can confirm that he did say some there's there's a ticking time bomb I forgot what his exact words uh were I'll try to find exactly what it was but something to the effect of there's there's a ticking time bomb that hasn't yet exploded is his one sort of teaser at that and a lot of people are taking that as you know somebody else is going to turn to you know the suzuki gun team or something's going to happen what, what do you think is going to happen with you know what suzuki is saying this is interesting because last time we didn't we weren't sure if they were just talking shit and promos or not when <laughs> when when marifuji said if he lost the title match in, at destiny that noah would cease to exist but that turned out to be a legitimate stipulation, and he ended up winning. The so, match. are we positive that is the that is the legitimate stip? No, we're not. But okay. what I'm saying is, there's no like confirmation because not enough people pay close enough attention to Noah to like break down these. You know what I mean? Like with New Japan, <laughs> this shit is sliced, diced, translated by a thousand different people, and you know what the hell is going on. It doesn't happen for any other company other than Dragon Gate, thanks to Jai. If it wasn't for Jai, it wouldn't happen for Dragon Gate either. So, no one's really doing that for Noah. So it's like we don't know if this is just shit talk, promo shit talk, or if Suzuki Gun is legitimately being forced to leave if Sugera loses this match. Now, with everything that's going on in New Japan, would it shock you at all if that's the case? And wouldn't it make a lot of sense that they would you – know, now you get Sugera too. You don't just get Suzuki. Right. But you get to beef up New Japan a little bit with Takeshi Sugera too. Um, you know, plus all the other ancillary guys who won't really, you know, mean as much or anything really, other than to just add to the junior pool and you bring Killer Elite Squad back. But it's like, uh, for, for you know, Killer Elite Squad in theory would just step in and replace Guns and Gallows as the top heel team, right? So I mean, right. But other than than those guys and Segura and uh, and Suzuki, the rest of the guys, yeah, it's just a bunch of juniors and Shelton Benjamin. You know? mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, if that's the case, it makes a lot of sense. 
where if Gato and Jado got together and said, look, we got to do something about New Japan, the Suzuki gun thing isn't working anyway. So fuck it. Let's abandon ship and bring New Right. It would be back. the right time to do it. Yeah, it'd be the right time to do it if you're going to do the it. Suzuki means more to New Japan than he does to Noah. Certainly, yeah, and it's getting long in the tooth as well in, in Noah. Uh, I'm not saying that 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 you know if it if the thing went on for another month or so that I would hate it or whatever, but it's it's starting to kind of it, it, it's in a weird period now. It's like okay, what's next? I think that's that's the thought I had from Destiny. It was like okay, you know what's next now? What's the next step of this promotion? What's the next step of Marufuji? What's the next step of of Shiozaki? And you can't really move on if Suzuki's still just kind of there as as this thing. But I don't know. I mean this this is the exact quote, and this is uh, translated from uh, Pariso Spirit. Uh, Suzuki declared this win means nothing as the bomb that he has set in place is still ticking. Suzuki, all, uh, Suzuki also mentioned that it will se- sever a bond slash ties. Suzuki is once more trying to play the mind games with Marufuji as he stated that the ticking time bomb has been set in place and once it goes off, Meru will be alone. Yeah, so I guess I it is what it is, I guess. Um, I don't think it's Go Shiozaki, but... Go Shiozaki is what? As far as what do you mean? Oh, well, like, t- like turn on him oh, and, no, no, no. and join Suzuki Gun or whatever. No, I, I don't think I, so either. I, but I think that I think that um, if it, if the stip is in place, I think it makes it a little easier because it looks like the direction they're going is Go Shiozaki versus Marafuji. Those mm-hmm. seeds were planted when Shiozaki came back, and Marafuji said he would quit if Shiozaki came back. Yeah, exactly. So they planted those seeds a long time ago, and the Noah side still hasn't accepted Shiozaki back. So that, that's the direction they're going. So it's, look, all the seeds are planted and everything is set up in a nice little row to move Suzuki Gun back to New Japan. Agreed. Because you've got Go Shiozaki ready to step into that role and, and feud with Marafuji going forward. And, and they could just chalk up the angle to a business failure and then she, see if Go Shiozaki can spark something, which he won't. Um, he is not a money-drawing star. And, um, you know, the only thing that can that – can, maybe revive Noah at this point um, beyond the low level that they were at before the angle is if all Japan collapses and all those guys exactly. come yeah. Kento. And Junakiyama walks into the door and all those guys come and in. And yeah, decide that, that... to build around Kento Miyahara, which yeah. would take a lot of pride swallowing to build around a guy that wasn't your guy and all that. But And, and you know, in Japan, that's always an issue. You're never certain that they're, they're going to be willing to do those sorts of things. But... Um, you know, from Bushi Road standpoint, New Japan has to be the priority. So it would make a lot of sense to move Suzuki Gun back because Minoru Suzuki can be a credible main eventer against some people. And he's been gone long enough to where there's a lot of fresh matches there for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, it comes and, into and, a whole different, if, whole different promotion now. Yeah, pretty much. And, and if Segura comes over with him, you know, that's a guy who may not be a main event level guy, but he'd fit like a glove working against your Ishis and your Hanmas. Can't you just see him adding some? Oh fresh? yeah, Goto. He's have great matches with Goto. Yeah, I'm sure to too. that yeah. Noah level where they just—he's one of those guys who's willing to be in a slug vest and get his brains beaten, and then he'd fit right in with those guys. And 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 you know, so I'd be a little upset about like the Desperados, Taka, and like Taichis. Like they just don't fit on the the current New Japan. I think they—I I don't know how you do it, but them hanging around would be pretty cool. Because they've been so great in Noah. Yeah, like they would just suck. I mean, come on, like Taichi, there's just no place for him right now in New Japan. Like, you know, I just, there's nothing he can do there that's going to work. And even if he does come back, we've seen a lot of it with him, but they're so good in Noah, though. They just, they really, really relish that role, and you can tell they do. Um, So, yeah, I I would find a way to bring those, have those guys somehow stick there. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but yeah, I think the time for for Suzuki, uh, KS, and Segura for sure, definitely. Um, I think now's the time to, to bring them back. I think the tip-off is if Killer Elite Squad loses to Yone and Nakajima early in the show, I think that might be your tip-off because those are the last remaining champions that Suzuki Gun has. 
So uh, correct. Yes, the junior titles obviously Harada and Katoge have that one. Um, yeah, of course Taichi doesn't have the junior. That's, that's Shimori now. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're the, he's the last. They're the last champion standing. So if you're lucky enough to watch the show live, which surprisingly a lot of our listeners are able to do because they've done this whole Android box thing. I know Morton. What's his name? Morton VH. Yeah, Morton VH. Yeah, he's been posting. He's got the box set up, and he's been watching shit and recording it, and he's been posting the highlights from the house shows. Those are cool. I really like that. I watch them, too. All the different promotions, too. Like, every promotion that has their little house show highlights, and they're really cool. Yeah, which is great. I mean, and it's like, it catches you up on what's going on in the house shows, and you know what it does for you, Rich? You get to see the build for these big shows. You get to see what's going on in the house shows and how they're building things. And it reminds me a lot. Remember Dragon Gate Infinity, the one-hour version were they- yeah, I voted it for uh, best show of the year uh, in this year's Observer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I remember Infinity. Yeah, I watch it every week. I, that's why I voted for it. It's great. It's one hour. It's you know nice and compact. And, oh wait, no, never mind. It's not. I don't watch it anymore. That's but I still vote for it. Now I'm just Actually, you do watch it, but it's like uh, you know, yeah, I know I, I watch it. I just have no idea. Three hour house show now. But random freaking uh, old school, <laughs> Al the, the, the old, house shows. The old yeah. school three hour, uh, the old school one hour Dragon Gate Infinity, which ran for like eight years or whatever it was, was a one hour show. They'd give you one or two matches. Sometimes they were clipped. Sometimes they weren't. And then the last fifteen minutes or show or, or so of the show were highlights of the rest of the matches from the show or highlights from the rest of the matches from the tour where they'd give you the finishes and you'd get all caught up on what was going on in the promotion. And that's why it was such a cool show. And that's kind of what these like three and four minute highlight videos are that Morton has been posting on our board of uh, if you go to the Noah thread, you can watch the highlights from every stop of the house show tour, which is great because it means I don't have to watch these fucking funerals disguised as house shows that Noah runs as house shows. You could just watch the highlight package and you're all caught up. You see who's taking the pins. You see who's interacting with who, and it gives you a clue as to where things are moving. Point here being, Marafuji has busted open Segura on every stop of the house show tour. His chest is like raw meat. Ugh, it's, dis- it's, it's kind of disgusting. It is really <laughs> gross. It's like, and he's... I can't watch it. I watched one of them and I was just like, it made me hurt. Like, I, I just kind of shivered as I was watching this. This like, main oh. event is going to be a bloody mess. He's going to bleed from the chest. He's going to bleed from the mouth. He's going to bleed from the forehead because Marafuji's been beating his chest in for the entire tour. So yeah, that that's you know. So it would make sense, but I mean, who knows? I would. Let me ask you this: Would you be yeah. shocked if Segura wins the title from Marafuji? No. Do you expect him to win the title from Marafuji? I don't. I don't expect him to, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I'm in the same boat. I think Marafuji will win. I think Marafuji should win. I don't think. Yeah, he- go with him for a little while. You can't put the title right back on Suzuki Gun. I mean, that'd be nuts. He just vanquished these guys. You can't do that. That'd be a bad move. So yeah, I, I do think that uh, that that Marafuji will win, and um, I do think Killer. I think the Killer Elite Squad match is the key. If they retain the titles, obviously Suzuki Gun's sticking around, or a portion of Suzuki Gun is sticking around. But it doesn't make sense to keep half of the faction around, and the other guys are hitting the bricks. It's either all or nothing. In my yeah, opinion. Right. So if you're lucky enough to be watching live, that's the key match, the tag title match, which, by the way, I think is going to be an excellent match because I've been watching some of these matches, some of these matches to the lead up. And I, you know, you never know who's going to have chemistry in wrestling. Lance Archer and Katsuhiko Nakajima. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen some of these, Matt, they've got great chemistry. 
You can't figure this. You cannot. No, there's no way. If I told you in a million years would these guys have good chemistry, you would you would <laughs> tell me I'm an idiot if I told you. You know who would be really good together? Lance Archer, Lance Hoyt, and Nakajima. They should have a match together. That'd be great. But I mean, shit, they're hell on wheels in there to the point where I want to see a singles match, which they may have had on the tour. I've got to look into that. But I mean, they really have tremendous chemistry together. It's crazy. You would never think. You know, and Yone is Yone. He's a guy on the downside of his career, but, you know, a guy that I like because I've liked him for many years, and he could still go out there and hit his muscle buster or his kaniku buster, whatever he calls it. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that that's going to be a match that people... Uh, as far as I can tell, they did not have a match, uh, a singles match yet. Okay, good. Those two, Hopefully so. they will at some point. He had, a, he had a singles match with Yone, uh, Archer, on the 17th, but that's all so far. Oh, and Davy Boy faced Nakajima? I guess so, yeah. I don't have Davy Boy's in front of me, okay. but I just... I would assume that, yeah, yeah. On this, and they probably split, like, one team won one and the other team won the other, I'm guessing. Because these New Japan, these, these NOAA house shows are booked just like the New Japan house shows now. Like, it's the same exact pack, because it's the same people booking them. Right. So, you know, it's <laughs> like, so, you know, it's like where you have, they pair off, they, like, they split the, the tags, and they... Uh, no fair. So Davy Boy got both of them, but Archer only got the one. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. That's a little different. On the 17th, uh, Davy Boy lost to Nakajima after Archer beat Yone. But then on uh, the 23rd, uh, Davy Boy Smith by DQ uh, lost to Yone. But what the hell did Archer do on that show? He Let's must see. have been in some tag with Azuka or something. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, something's not working right with the... Uh, <laughs> the I, I, oh, what the... Okay, so uh, it says they had two matches. No, this can't be. Hmm. Maybe there was a restart or something. I don't know what happened. It says singles match Yone defeats David Boy Smith by DQ in four minutes. And then it says the following match is Nakajima and Yone defeating the Killer Elite Squad in 14 minutes. I Wait, they had that's a tag not, match? That's very Yeah, I don't think that's supposed to see the light of day. Yeah, I don't think that's supposed to see the light of day or it didn't happen. But I, that doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't have had a yeah. match. I, I don't know what to tell you. In Osaka. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just a random house show? I guess so. I don't know. The first navigation... Tag nine. Let's see. Let's check old Pariso Spirit and see what they say about this. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. Let's see. Tag nine results. Yeah. So Davy Boy had a singles match <laughs> yeah. with Nakajima. Lost by DQ. And then... All right. So Yone and Archer probably ran in. They did the schmaz finish, right? And then mm-hmm. like they challenged each other and they had an impromptu match. That's something yeah. different. And the challengers won. Correct. To set up the title. Okay, well, that kind of made, that's kind of cool if you were in Osaka that night. That's a little something different. What was the date that I said of that one? I'm checking one more source, too. You said the 23rd? Night 9. Night 9. Okay. Let's see. I mean, you've got it in two different places. I, I'm sure that's what occurred. Yeah, that's what I'm going to check. Um... Okay, here we go. So this is from Priest of Spirit. Nakajima came out, and the next match was changed to a tag match. Yone and Nakajima claimed the win over the champions. In a non-title defense, they declared that they will make sure the tag belts are finally back in Noah. So, yeah. Nice little teaser. So, there you go. Okay. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> There's our, our Noah update. Our Noah house show booking update. So Yeah. Uh, you want to break down the rest of this card, or uh, is, is it worth going through every single match? up to you. Uh, we can go through them quickly. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to give a, 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 a long diatribe on a lot of the undercard stuff. And I've talked about a lot of these already on other shows. But let, yeah, let's run through the whole card. And, and if there's no thoughts, there's no thoughts. Yep. All right. Because this, la- this is it. It'll be over when we when we when we hit the air again. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so 
God, you got the card in front of you? Oh, I'm doing No, I thought you had it in front of you. Uh, I'll send this it to you. This is badly produced. This is not very good, but yeah, we got to get this. We got to get this. What an this, awful uh, producer on this. Yeah, really bad. Just a bad show all around. <laughs> all right, so the opener is an eight-man tag. Yoshihiro Takayama, Quiet Storm, your favorite. Oh, yeah. Hajime O'Hara and Genba Hiryanagi versus Yoshinari Ogawa. Akatoshi Saito, my favorite. Hitoshi Kumano and, and uh, Keito Kiyomiya. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a collection of opening match workers and guys who just don't have a program right now. Like, Yeah, like O'Hara, who had a great match at Destiny, but now it's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know. He lost the Eliminator for the title yeah. challenge, so he's just doing nothing this month. And then there's just a bunch of young boys, openers, and old guys like Ogawa who they don't do anything with. So that's, yeah. that's your eight-man. Very similar to what New Japan does. With a lot of their openers, they just throw everybody in one match. Next, second match, I'm looking forward to this. El Desperado versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh Kanemaru, of course, returned from all Japan. Um, and and uh, has, he's sort of, uh, he's been hanging out with Go Shiozaki. And they've been teaming. Yeah, and he's doing the same Shiozaki route where he's got to prove himself. Yep. Everybody in Noah says, fuck you, you came from all Japan, go fuck yourself. And he's like, all right, well, <laughs> then fine. He's been teaming oh. with Shiozaki in the main events and semi-main events on the house shows and taking the falls. He usually gets gotch pile drove by, uh, by Suzuki every night, but now he's back with his juniors and he'll take on El Desperado. Interesting match. I mean, again, if, if, if Suzuki Gun loses all these matches, they could be on the way out. Yeah, this will be a nice little test, too, to see if Kanemura just kind of easily handles Desperado. Then, then you know, there's something, something going on here. Shelton Benjamin versus Mitsuhiro Kitamiya. Kitamiya is our guy. You know, the more I look at this show, Rich, the more I think that that, that Suzuki Gun could be gone because this, it's there's set up for them to lose a lot. <laughs> this would be a real strong win for a guy like Kitamiya. Yeah, this be the biggest singles match of his career, right? Big big singles win of his career, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, god. And yeah. I know people know that, that probably think that that sounds crazy because it's just Shelton X Benjamin, but Benjamin's been pushed harder in Noah than he mm-hmm. was in New Japan. I mean, the it's guy he has not been pushed. <laughs> he nearly won the fucking Global League. I mean, it came down yeah. to him and Minoru Suzuki. You know, they were both they, they had a draw at the end of. A- He's been treated like a big deal. Like you might not know it because it's been it's Shelton Benjamin or whatever. He's been treated like a pretty big deal. Yeah, no. Won his block over Suzuki. I mean, they don't fuck around with this guy. So, and he had a great feud with Nakajima where he ultimately put Nakajima over. Over, which was the right move. Rich, look, it's not reflected in the business. This has been a well-booked promotion. I, yeah, I, I, agree. I really think it has been. Uh, match number four, Maybach versus Zuka. Now <laughs> They had a good one. They had a good they one. Laugh, but they had a great match. But it was a plunder. This one's not going to be good. But Right. This is right. not going to be a plunder match. It doesn't have special rules. Well, it will be a plunder match, but they don't have the special rules to fall back on. So, um, you know, this is not – they're never matching that four-star Hardcore match or whatever you want to call it that they had at uh, what was that nine nineteen right September right yeah nine uh, yeah your your show of the year candidate so it really was I thought it was one of the three best shows of the year I mean top to bottom I I, I that was no you're, you're a not solid wrong, show man. and there was a lot of high end stuff on it and now we're getting into the business end of the card match number five is the junior tag titles Daisuke Harada and Atsushi Kotogi they take on Taka Mishinoku and Taichi this is you know Taka's been teaming with Desperado all year long. But to now that Taichi has lost the, uh, the junior singles title, he's back with Taka. Of course, they were a regular tag team in New Japan, and they will take a crack at these junior tag titles, a title that has had a bunch of tremendous matches in 2015. Every time there's a junior tag title match in this company, it delivers. And 
They don't do a lot of wacky three ways and four ways. It's just one team versus the other, and the matches have all delivered. And there's no reason that this one won't deliver. Taichi had the best year of his career in 2015, and Taka Mishinoku has been outstanding in Noah, like a lot of these Suzuki Gun guys who have finally been given a, a chance to shine. Yeah, I'm right with you. They've been fun. They've been really, really good matches. Yeah, this one, I, I again, like I, now that we're sort of going through the card again, this this strikes me as another one where you know in the another title defense, Harada and Katogi just kind of prove themselves as you know the true champions. You know the former, you know Taka and Taichi just fall again. Yeah, no, I I think yeah this, this will be, be their third defense now, and if they yeah they exactly. beat another Suzuki Gun team, I mean there's nothing there's no one left for them to go through. Or Taka and Desperado were the former champions. Sorry, yeah no, Taka and Desperado. Still, yeah, but still, yeah, no, this will be a this will be another definitive win for them. So I think yeah this this yeah the more I go through this card, I I really see just, it's looking that. If you want to have Noah just come out ahead and go, okay, we've finally done it. We've vanquished them. We're ready to go. This, this is your one. This is your card, man. It's The junior title match, Taiji Ishimori, who's been on fire. 